in the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management, providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit acminc.com today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about A. K-O. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been a good bow shot. It would have been a perfect bow shot. <laughs> oh man! Like yeah. we it's like it. it's like when you get the bias from the others, you know, and you're like, oh, you know, we need to get this most. Andy, I got ice in the cup for that if you want to. We're all going to start I mean, if we can. don't get the moose. It's pretty strong. Yeah. Okay. What's up, Jackie? It's been a while, man. I know. How yeah. you doing? Dude, I am so fucking tired. I am so fucking sore. Yeah. Oh, sore? I yeah. saw your little video of your um your little ski video. Oh, yeah. There. The the <laughs> Trent, Trent Taylor filmed, uh, what do you call it, uh, Warren... The Warren, Warren Miller, Miller film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so he waited until like our 20th run through that steep pow to like actually when film me. And it was like every turn I was like, I don't know if I can turn right. <laughs> like my, my legs were so fucking sore, dude. Oh, I was laughing the whole way down. It was a good day, man. It was So after all the days I've had on the mountain this year, most of them in with the kids, I hadn't had, I had one kind of powder day, but nothing like just epic. Mm-hmm. And I showed up that day, dropped the kids off to ski camp. And uh, it didn't seem like it was going to be, like, an epic day. Like, it was really heavy on the bull side, like 10 inches of snow maybe. And it was that would be awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. But then we went and snuck around Ragdoll and went and traversed some cliffs over towards, like, Christmas and Knuckles. And it was just freshy and super deep and super soft and oh, so, so snuck snuck around like you're not supposed to go over there no you can oh, you, you oh. just you're like traversing on cliff okay gotcha right you know, you know so you're, you're, kinda... you're side hilling on some some gnarly shit mm-hmm. yeah there's some cracks oh <laughs> you know some, some little small slides gotta there's a couple of them i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> more and more snow's building up on my knee and i'm like oh, okay stop but yeah, it was good. And I skied with skiers better. Trent's better than me. And, and then the other guy we were with, Carter's a really pretty skier. He's, really? Is Trent a good skier? Yeah, he's a great skier. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then, but Carter is like freshy on skates. Like he is just like beautiful skier. Yeah. So it was like when he went down, I tried to copy him. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Not even close. Well, dude. I laughed so hard when he sent me that video. Oh, man. He's like talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, look at Jack. He looks tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then we did it the next day. Now, the next day Mustered it was way... Yeah, Annie was with us the next day. She, oh, we didn't she, get a video that day. We brought Annie. Well, yeah, we were pretty sore. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's funny like when you get that tired that you're like, I don't know if I can turn. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. yeah now, I was that the sec- runs. second round of the ski camp? Is Because you did a yeah. ski camp with the kids in December, yeah. and then... I saw them all on the sled, which was a super cute photo you sent us. Yeah, man. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, they were having fun, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so my kids are too young for like the weekly one. Oh, so um, they they can't be in Mighty Mites or any of these like free ski things yet. So um, the only chance I had to get into the camps and not ski with just dad mm-hmm. or like whoever you know whatever friends, my buddy's kid to ski with was uh, is these two camps so mm. uh, yeah we did a three day over christmas and the whole goal was like get them good enough to do the camp and then in the camp there's like four tiers so since then since christmas they they're up to i think 24 days on the year mm. and so they're doing you know top of the mountain you know i'm bringing them down black diamond stuff they're not doing north face but they're doing you know some I've south some edge videos. it's pretty impressive seeing those little guys ski so fast they're doing pretty good yeah i mean they're not like quite parallel skiers yet you Mm -hmm. know but they're like transitioning between pizza and uh 
and uh, parallel skiing. They want the poles real bad. But now they're like, oh. there's some courage happening and some <coughs> bravery, right? Like Bless riding you. on the chairlift by themselves. It's a huge oh, deal. Oh, really? Yeah, and they don't want to put the pole down, the, you know, the, the little, safety bar down. Yeah, the safety bar down. So that's super cool. And then, like, be being a leader. You, oh, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> so there's this, there's this like, famous uh, lifty up there that has, like, one, one of our boxes here, one of these ions. He carries it everywhere. Just and jamming all yeah, over the place. Yeah, and he'll, he does, like, the magic carpet that's right under chair three. And so today, the, the kids want to go on the lift on themselves, you know, so they're on the lift with no safety bar. Mm. And this dude's out there. He's, like, the best dancer I've ever seen. He is the re <laughs> reincarnation of Michael Jackson. And he gets on that, that magic carpet, and he's, like, doing the moonwalk backwards and just getting after it. On skis? No, no, just in his ski oh, okay. boots. Okay, he's okay. a snowboarder, so he's in his snowboard boots. <laughs> okay, gotcha. He's cool, you know. And, and so I have this video of my kids on the lift in front of me and i'm just like my heart is like dropping out of my chest because paxton's jumping up and down dancing like he's oh, dancing but on the chairlift yeah, i'm like totally focused he's like 40 feet up in the air <laughs> and i'm like dude i need to, i need to, i think andy told me yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's right she was like we need to get on before them and yeah, i was like absolutely the chair absolutely, gotcha. absolutely. Yeah. and then you're like on chair six you know and that, there's some big falls up there but yeah. anyway so the cool thing about the camp is that they made it they got escalated every day and made it to like the top division so they were you know skiing well, with older actually kids improving and, and yeah, yeah yeah and it was cool because it was like you know i'm always telling like i have all this confidence in you and you know here's some stuff we should work on but they were actually like, hey, to move up, here's some fundamental stuff, and you have to listen and show me, and then you can move up. And they did that. Mm -hmm. So as five-year-olds, that was cool. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not even in kindergarten yet. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, awesome. it, it, it was really fun. And it was nice to get, like, some, you know, dad days on the mountain. I hadn't had that really much this year. So, and, uh, yeah, for some fun. We got a good video out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I debated on posting. I was like, I'm not going to do that to the my wor boy. The worst yeah, Warren Miller film ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can post like, that okay. yeah. no nah, i wasn't gonna do just out like there that. having fun <laughs> that's right it was steep as shit there it, it looked like it yeah it, it was like fun it. and b you looked tan hawaii was nice yeah maui was nice dude maui's always nice we were talking before the the show tonight and it was like um tana i'm sure can attest to this like the mental cleanse uh, oh, yeah. like a, <laughs> like a like a vacation can do and it's been a while because covid and stuff you know i didn't mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to get into that too much, but my point was that I, I haven't, I kind of took a hiatus from like, hey, I'm just going to like take a break from traveling for a little bit. I'm not going to get involved in all the hoopla that goes into yeah. travel and all that stuff. So finally, this trip came along, was in the making over a year ago for uh, for one of my best buddies, 40th birthday celebration. And um, a bunch of us families went down there and it was just so great to just disconnect from reality and the world. And I, I, I know how, what it's like and what it feels like. It's just been a while. And, and it was everything I needed um, for my mental, physical. Actually, I think I gained like seven pounds. <laughs> so physically, my, yeah, I got a little work to do. And so I'm back at the gym 4 a.m. every day the last couple of days. So I'm getting a hold of that thing. But uh, no, it was great, bro. Weather was good. good. The All of his family stayed at the same condo complex so yeah, we all had like open door policy so the kids are running back and forth and you know we didn't yeah, have like great, a, like a strict regimen or schedule so we were just willy-nilly just doing whatever and we just all had such a good time just memories made um especially having small children 
Um, and one thing I want to share is really cool. Uh, a takeaway from it was I used to go to the same town, same area, same beach with my folks back in the nineties. Oh. And back then I, I knew it was amazing. And I loved it and I appreciated it, but you know, you appreciate stuff more when you're, when you grow, when you grow up. Yeah. Right. Like what your parents did or, or didn't do. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I re- it was so cool because like the area is so timeless. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, it hasn't changed that much in 2022 to 1996. You know, I'm like, wow. And then I remember all of us went to the beach one day. It was like the one beach we all got there kind of at the same time. It was a really beautiful, calm seas. And we all went out and swam at the same time. And it was like the most surreal, beautiful moment for me uh-huh. to be sw- out there in the water. And, and, you know, we had our kids and their floaties and then the you know moms and dads and uncles and grandmas and just like everybody's out there and i was like damn man there's like it's exactly the same feeling 20 30 years ago yeah man it's just like it was exactly the same dude yeah. so it was like gives me goosebumps actually talking about it because it was such a great feeling and that's kind of what i took from it was just little things little memories and it was such a success yeah man, that's nice it was great so and i got great some peeling going on underneath all you look things. tan man <laughs> who's more tan like who's lobster. more tan here yeah well you you're tan off? just well, like a little I mean, is that really shape. fair is it really fair i mean he's kind of it's a little different shape. he's got the latin <laughs> the latin yeah. influence going yeah, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> no when you guys saw when we were recording with joe last week man i was like full it, lobster yeah i was in my lobster stage yeah you know what i mean and i realized i'm like fuck dude i 50 spf doesn't do it anymore I got to go for full hundo the first couple of days. Do you man. go to like the tanning beds here before you go? Well, yeah. no, I used to. Like yeah. my folks, you know, we do that. And I was just like, Psh, I don't oh, that shit, that, dude. I'm yeah. fucking, yeah, man. I got, I'm just going to go lobster. As my kids would say, you got bare skin, dad. You know, because I never get cold and I'm always hot. Or is that all the fur on the outside? <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit more of that going on back there. According to my kids, they're putting suntan lotion on my back. They weren't too excited about that. That's like, you got a brush. <laughs> Like that is some gross. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get a wax next time. Just put it on. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time, man. Thanks for asking. It was fu- yeah. it was fantastic. How about and you, man? Yeah, you just got back from a trip. Yeah, I went to Arizona. Um, little spot in Tucson. I I go there with zero plan, other than like hang out by the pool and try to catch lizards with my kids, and avoid snakes. And that's all I did. Like. I would sit by the pool all day. They go to the hot tub, go to the pool, go back to the hot tub, go catch lizards, fly the drone, go back. Nice. And that was it. And that was all I did. Super I walked relaxing. down to the little taco place Yeah. once, went to the store for more beer, and that was it. Uh, my, my wife and her sister came in from San Diego, and they went to uh, hike around in Saguaro National yeah, Forest. And yeah. I've done that plenty of times. So I let her go with her sister and, and go hike about and do all that stuff. And <laughs> I just chill with the kids. Nice. Like, they don't want to go. They don't want to go hiking. They want to jump in the pool and try backflips and, like, me throwing the football and diving and all that stuff that, you know, young boys want to do. And so that's all we did, and I laid out, and and now I'm peeling, which is nice. (laughs) Real bad on my back. Don't Um, feel bad for you. (laughs) 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 I haven't seen sun in a while. (laughs) Um, so it was great. It was just like you said, Brandon, it was just a refresher, man. I'm always so busy um, with all the stuff going on and businesses and, and careers and kids and all that. It's just fun to get out there and just relax and have zero plans and turn the phone off and just like, you yeah. know, focus on relaxing. It was really nice. Um, so welcome to uh, Alaska Wall Project episode 55. 
Um, today we have Tana Grenda here f- all the way from King Salmon. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for yeah. coming. Uh, Tana is um, a coach. She is a mentor. Her Instagram channel is at TanaSue underscore fit and also at Bristol Bay Fitness. Did I get it right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is Sue sure your did. middle name? Yes. <laughs> Was it like two rivers, like the Tanana and the Sioux? Actually, no. I grew up in Idaho, and my dad said he named me after a Montana cowgirl. Mm. And then when I moved to Alaska, I was like, I think I'm meant to be here because my name is everywhere. <laughs> it's in <laughs> all these different places. Yep. So, yeah. well, let, let's start there. Let's start with the history. So, you grew up in Idaho. Yep. And then when did you move to Alaska, and how was that? Right when I turned 20, I moved to Alaska on my own, and that was the scariest move I've ever done. Uh, but I came to Anchorage because I was a pilot, and I wanted to immerse myself in the aviation community. And Alaska is a pretty good place to be if you like planes and flying. So definitely, I moved to Anchorage. I went to UAA, um, and I did their air traffic control program mm. and graduated there. And I was going to be an air traffic controller. And then for whatever reason, that didn't work out. I ended up meeting my husband down in Idaho because he was from Idaho, but he was flying out in Bristol Bay doing like fishing guiding. And then he would fly beavers on floats for different lodges. And I got an offer to do an ATC job like back east somewhere in a, you know, huge city. And that's just not my, my style. So he's like, Hey, you want to go out to Southwest Alaska and we'll live at a fishing lodge for a while. And I was like, yeah. So I turned down the job and left my degree and got student debt for no reason. (laughs) 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 The story of a lot of us these days, probably. Um, And yeah, never turned back. Nice. I just paid off my student loan like last month. Oh man. Like 20 years ago. (laughs) There's hope, Tana. There's hope you can do it. Oh, we did. We already paid it off. Well, the air traffic control, I mean, that's a good line of work. It is. I, it's I, stressful. Yeah, but. I got a couple of buddies that like followed their father's footsteps in that, yeah. and they've had a heck of a career for themselves, and they've mm-hmm. made made it back to Alaska, which yeah. I guess is pretty hard to do. It is to to you know go down and train in L.A. or wherever, and right. then come back, and then there'd be a spot for you. Oh yeah, it's like a five year like, waiting list right. or more. Yeah, somebody's mm-hmm. got to like retire or get out of there, you know. Yeah, and King so. Salmon, where I live, there's actually a tower. Mm. But they wouldn't hire me. They needed somebody, but they wouldn't hire me because oh. they wanted me to have six months of experience somewhere else. But oh. I wasn't willing to like leave my husband for six months or mm-hmm. you know be gone after I was married. I'm like, screw that, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna just stay out here and be led yeah. to what I need to be doing, and it happens. So fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Adam was just doing a seasonal thing. Yeah, he was okay. doing seasonal. He's yeah. flown all over. He actually started doing seasonal work up here as like a camp hand. Because he grew up in North Idaho, too. Mm-hmm. The camp hand. And then he moved on to being a fishing guide. And then once he did that, he he said he stepped foot in a beaver. And he was like, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So he got his pilot's license in 22 days. Wow. wow. And then yeah. went through all the commercial instrument, everything. And then started flying for different lodges. So he flew in Ketchikan. He flew over oh, in the Togiak. Wow. Like, he's flown all over. And then he kind of stuck in Bristol Bay for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and learned from one of the best, Ron Hayes, the... The criminal guy, if you've ever heard of him. Ron <laughs> the guy Hayes. who used to poach a bunch of bears and Oh really? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, that's why I recognize his name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was one okay. of those like old timer, like, you know, bush pilots that yeah. crashed like 10 times, but lived through it. Yeah. And yeah. would just do crazy stuff. But the nine lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or more. <laughs> so but, yeah, so I he mean, taught got to learn fly. from in terms of backcountry, yep. you know, flying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Probably seen every situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Exactly. Legal and illegal. <laughs> yeah. Like pretty much all the hunting regulations, I think, that are related to hunting or flying was because of Ron Hayes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Broke every rule. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just saw um, a message or someone posted something that they changed or they're about to change the um, flying hunt deal. Have you heard about that? My husband testified. They did the, they had the Alaska Board of Game meeting, I think it was last week. Mm. And my husband wrote a proposal for it. I don't know the outcome of that. Okay. I haven't heard, but there were testimonies on it and stuff yeah. for what that rule, that Prop 207. What was? What were the details? What was going to change? So basically now you have to fly, and you can't fly and hunt on the same day. Right. Um, oh. But now they're trying to change it so that local residents can fly and hunt on the same day. Oh, oh that okay. I haven't heard that. That's what I heard. And Oh, like uh, take away the same day airborne rule? Yeah. That's what I heard. Really? That's what someone posted. And I was like, what? That's crazy. I would not. Um, okay. So we're that. talking about something different. Okay. I was, I was thinking about the sheep and flying rule, which is, which is, is prop 207. And they, I can't remember what year it was put in, but it's been in place for a while that you cannot fly in sheep season or scout for sheep during sheep oh, season. Okay. So right. you kind of have to like be in your camp, um, you know, basically ready to go before the 10th and after the 10th there are you know chances that you could get turned in by somebody if they see you flying or circling which is hard my husband testified on this that i do a lot of circles to land i have to evaluate my landing strips if i need to move to a place due to weather or whatever i don't want to be turned in for doing circles to land because people think i'm scouting for sheep so that was the okay that's the what rule it is. that they were like oh, okay. talking about and um, that was presented to the board of game last week, I think it was. But yeah, I pulled it up. Right I did here, not Daniel. hear that one. It was uh, Prop One Thirty Seven from August. <coughs> excuse me, from August tenth through. <coughs> oh, it's one thirty-seven. Uh, from August tenth through September twentieth, aircraft may not be used by or for any person to locate doll sheep for hunting or direct hunters to doll sheep during the open sheep hunting season. However, air aircraft other than helicopters may be used by and for sheep hunters to place and remove hunters in camps, maintain existing camps, and salvage harvested sheep. Which makes sense in theory, but how do you tell the difference? Right. Yeah. There'll be, There's uh, no, there'll be an one overwhelming person, amount yeah. of like reporting, and then there's yeah. going to be haters. Well, then how do you like prove it? Like, how do exactly. You yeah, not one yeah. person has been dinged on it because nobody knows. Like, there's yeah. that super gray area of what is scouting for sheep and what is landing, or what is doing a circle to land and a circle because you see a sheep. You know, so it's such a random rule that honestly doesn't make much sense to me. But uh, yeah, <laughs> they have it, it in place, I guess, to try to mitigate some of that stuff. But there was a guy that was on that board of game meeting. It was funny. He said, "The bigger the tire, the bigger the outlaw." So he was saying that he's pilots which us with big uh you know tundra tires we're we're all outlaws up there you know oh yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> which outlaws. i just laugh it's funny but um so as i was doing some research on on you tana i know i realized that you are part of um the stuck in the rut yeah your family yeah um tell us a little bit about that so in 2010 
my brothers decided to start filming our hunts and we've been hunting our whole life i have three brothers no sisters so of course i was drug around the woods with them from the time i was little because i had no choice <laughs> are you the baby are you the baby too in the middle in the middle but okay. i was born in october so my birthday was hunting season yeah <laughs> so i spent most of my birthday parties packing out elk <laughs> <laughs> oh, at the time i didn't like it but i do now um so in 2010 we had done so many hunts that my brother wanted a way to like watch them back and start sharing them and create a youtube channel and so that's what we did we started you know just buying some cameras and trying to self-film and i mean it's 12 years later but we're still figuring it out it's it's tough i think we figured out for the most part but it's pretty tough to like film yourself and hunt and think of all the things you know and especially with archery when you're trying to stock up on on animals so yeah we we just started filming hunts putting it on youtube um we've grown that pretty well i feel like we haven't made stuck in the a business at all everybody thinks we make a bunch of money but it's literally just a hobby <laughs> mm -hmm. um but it, we just love to do it because it's cool to not only share our hunts but look back on it and remember those times but then now we have kids that we can show our hunts with like oh look what happened this was before you were born you know and you get to look back on those memories it's really cool so i'm really glad that we did that yeah um, and you guys i mean don't don't um undersell it sucking around is pretty big yeah one of the bigger um i mean as i started hunting you know you start looking at all the videos and yeah. that was one of the one oh, of the bigger that. channels mm -hmm. um out there um so that's really cool that you guys started and just like anyone else that goes and films their hunt with their phone or whatever then yeah. eventually like oh i'm gonna get a better camera and i'm gonna get mm -hmm. a gopro but then along with that comes like the editing like that's a whole another job you know afterwards oh, yeah. which is like okay it, you can be a good hunter yeah and a good filmer but editing is like yeah a whole nother deal who takes on that for a second the my brother tom does it start out with my brother travis but then he became really busy with his construction so all of us have different jobs um, and so stuck in the rut is kind of like our side gig hobby. And then Tom took it over. So now he does everything. So we send him all of our memory cards and he's the editor. Cause I certainly don't have the time to do it. It takes a lot <laughs> and, of time. Oh, it's gotta be and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter what song. If you have a, any kind of song in there, you're going to get someone hating yeah. on that Every song. Time. Yeah. No matter mm -hmm. what it was, yeah. no matter if it's country or rock or hip hop, hip -hop or yeah. what it is, there's always some like, ah, I couldn't listen to it anymore because that song. Right. <laughs> 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 we don't use a lot of songs. We will on like little teasers or drop videos or something. But yeah, most of our actual hunts, we don't put any music in it. And, you know, you get both. Some people are like, oh, make this production more like a production. And some are like, oh, we just like it raw and yeah you know you can't real. please everybody you definitely no, can't so we just kind of do how how we want regardless of what people think yeah do what you want and, and then yeah. haters are hating the people that like it will yeah. like it yeah that's right and then I, I did notice that you guys had some sort of app yeah you guys started what's up with that yeah so we just started a hunting app and it's just stuck in the rut so you can go on google play whether it's android or you have an iphone you can download it and you can create a free profile and post and stuff it's basically like a social media platform but we wanted to do something that was uncensored because with YouTube now, we cannot even post like skinning out an animal. You can't show blood. You mm. can't show processing oh, really? meat. No, mm. you'll get flagged and it'll get taken down. Huh. Aren't they going to stop the, the kill too? They want to start. They're going to start doing that because yeah. they started sh like banning all of the fishing videos even. What? Really? Yes. It, like youtube just like in the last six months has started to ban big hunting channels they took um i forget his name but 
Instagram name, ProGuide66. He's like a big hunter and trapper in Canada. And he had like 200,000 subscribers on YouTube and he got shut down. They completely shut down his channel. And so we knew, okay, it's only a matter of time. We, you know, we have 160,000 subscribers, I think last time I checked or close to. And, you know, we've been doing videos on there for 12 years, but it's only a matter of time that till they're going to shut us down. And then you've got Instagram and then you've got TikTok and then like Facebook. And we just keep getting banned. Like I, I posted the bear picture of my husband's bear last fall on the hunt that I, you know, and that that got banned and taken down. Yeah, (laughs) that was kind of a messed up deal. I'm pretty new to to, um, social media and not to butt in your, your, um, your subject too much, but I was really like taken back by that. I I didn't realize that it was scrutinized so heavily. Um, It's been, I know know bears seem like really sensitive. Yeah. Really sensitive subject. Because I was like, oh, that's so badass. And there was all these, like, all of a sudden it got shut down and you posted a thing and then you had a, like, a bunch of comments after and a great, great um, follow-up on your part, how, how you handled that. But I was like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, Yeah, not I mean, even an ounce of blood or anything, just, yeah, just an animal. <laughs> I just I wow. thought it was kind of a bummer just that um, it kind of opened my eyes being so kind of naive to um, social media. And I'll admit, I am naive to social media. I mean, like, get involved with some stupid little shit and realize I'm like, dude, this is dumb. Like, you can't. Yeah, it is. You can't argue with with the internet. Oh, the second you, like, respond to something, you're just, like, opening yourself up. And there's never a win or a loss or anything for anybody. But, yeah, it's bullshit, man. Yeah. Especially people spend years, you know, like, 12 years or whatever, 20 years building, you know, a business on it. It's their whole livelihood. Right, and they have the passion for it. They help build the platform, but then it can just be shut off. Yeah, and you're just trying to help people learn. Yeah, I mean that's for me a big game hunter. The more information I can get, the the better. I mean, I'd love to watch five hundred bears. Well, they're just cutting out an entire like culture. Yeah, they're just is what they're doing. I've been shadow banned for like three months, so I'm just oh yeah on Instagram. But yet you can get yes. on show a video of you murdering 50 million people, mm. you know, in some game. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, with all the gore and all the stuff. But, like, actually someone that's going out, subsistence, getting an animal for their family and showing you how it's done, they're going to ban that. When, mm-hmm. obviously, there's a huge interest of people that right. want to see that to yeah. learn. And be self-reliant. And yeah. They don't want that. Yeah. No. So that's part of why you guys started the... Yeah, that was a big part of it. About a year ago, um, Tom, my brother, he, he kind of watches YouTube and he watches these other accounts and what's happening. And he's like, hey, we got to figure out a way somewhere else that we can put our videos mm-hmm. that they're not going to get shut oh, down. Yeah. And then in the fall, when I started getting posts actually taken down, then I'm like, that's enough. So um, we developed an app with help. <laughs> and uh, the whole goal of that is just to have an uncensored hunting community that everybody can come together. They can post whatever the heck they want because I oversee it mm. and I'm not going to sit there and ban people because they posted a picture of blood, you know, because yeah. that's a part of it. So, um, that's one piece of it. Another piece is we can put all of our videos on there. And then the last piece is we're doing a lot of hunting courses. So my husband's creating a moose hunting course for DIY, um, not dropping waypoints or anything. Don't worry, but just teaching people how to like <laughs> do it logistically and safely yeah. because a lot of people get up here, you know, and they, they don't know what they're doing. 
they get themselves in trouble. Yeah. Um, so like how to pack, what gear to take, how to do the moose hunt. So we're going to do like bear, bear course. We just uh, got a spring bear course on there. Um, moose course, we'll do one for like new hunters. So we just want to help educate people, but also like bring people in an area that like in case everything shuts down, it's our fallback plan, you know, yeah. um, but also a place cause a lot of people are getting sick of social media, especially Instagram and they're just deleting it. Yeah. So I'm like, no, go over here. This is mm -hmm. where it's kind of like your mm -hmm. safe place. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of like a community, but it takes time to kind of transition people over from, yep. you know, yeah. Instagram and the YouTube and stuff. But you know, is when they shut other, us down, we can't post there anymore. Yeah. So. Is there other competition? <laughs> is there other, um, companies that are trying to create these social media platforms? Cause I haven't I heard know. much of it until I saw your guys's. I was like, well, that's, that's really cool. And you guys yeah. aren't just doing it for yourselves. You're allowing other people to post yeah, it's put like, their stuff. I would say it's a mixture between Instagram and Facebook. So it's got a feed similar to Instagram. So you can, you know, post and have a profile, but there's groups. So we have all sorts of different groups. It's like Alaska hunters, moose hunters, bear hunters, archery hunters. And you can be a part of all these different groups and then you can post within that group. Mm -hmm. And if you post within a group, it also goes to your profile. Um, and you can do private groups. So I've set up like a women's hunters group that they can come in and like ask questions and stuff. Um, wolf hunters, like all the different things. And then... So yeah, it's it's pretty cool the way you can kind of set it up. It's kind of a mixture, but yeah, people can post, they can do live videos, they can comment. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, just pulled good. it up here. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's really still well pretty done. new because we mm -hmm. just uh, you know launched it last month, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'm working because I'm the one that kind of like set it up and got <laughs> got it all going. So I'm working to like make it better. Um, it's a big learning curve, like mm. especially when you're not just super tech savvy, yeah. you know, naturally, but I'm like, I can learn how to do anything. So <laughs> I'm going to learn how to run this thing. This thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Cause I get an email yeah. like every day. Oh, you want to create an app? I'm always like, uh, this is like a scam. Mm. And I don't know about competition. I mean, I just, I haven't heard I of anyone. I would, maybe it's good. <laughs> I think there's different sites. Like I can't remember. There's one site that you can actually create your own, but it's just on a website. I don't know what it's called. So did you mm. find like an app developer? Or? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Honeycomb. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and they continue like a to community. provide support. Mm. Mm -hmm. They first created it for Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga had her own like community platform. And so yeah, like anybody can do it. But if you compete, I will hunt you down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems pride. like a lot of things are going that way with like NFTs and blockchain and all this stuff that's like technical jargon where people are creating their own little communities and you can buy into your own communities mm -hmm. and make your like own points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something like that, but a little bit more like the next step to that, um, where they're going to be cutting into YouTube and Instagram and all these places that are like decide, I don't know who's making these decisions to like right. just cut this part of the country off or these people off because of this or, or that. And even like, um, like you said, people that are learning to like skin an animal or clean an animal. You can't show it. You can't show it. It's crazy. Mm. You can't show it. And full transparency coming from Idaho, you know, you usually kill something and then you take it to the butcher shop and they handle it. Coming to Bush, Alaska, you got to figure yeah, it out. You don't got that. Yeah, you have to do it all on your own. Yeah. Um, and so I would have killed to have something like that where somebody was showing me like how to process meat and do it all yourself and do it in a way that the meat stayed longer than, you know, 
three months and got freezer burned or whatever. Mm. So it was a learning curve and we kind of figured it out on our own, but that's what I want to do is like show people how to do it because if anything, you know, right now if the world goes to crap, people need to learn how to provide for their, their families and themselves. And there's a lot of, you know, power that goes into, you know, knowing how to do that, whether you're male or female or whatever, everybody needs to know how to do it. And it's not like you're forcing people to watch it. Like you have to no, click they on don't this have stuff. To watch yeah, it. You do. You know and I mean? so YouTube, if you see our videos, we have to put a warning label before every video start. Yeah, I saw that. Otherwise it'll get flagged. Yeah. And you know, when you get so many views, you might get compensation for that on YouTube. Our videos don't because anti-hunters come in and flag it and say this is inappropriate or whatever so anything that gets flagged you automatically get zero compensation so you could have four million views and make zero cents mm. it's, yeah, pre it's pretty crappy it. so we put a we wow. started putting a warning label because we were getting so many um you know anti-hunter comments and being reported so much yeah, once we target. put the warning label we noticed that that went down a little bit but mm. you know people still look for it yeah they have I mean, nothing better to do, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so they're just trolling you. Oh, they're just trolls, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you find they're mostly from Europe? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wherever they are, they don't have a lot to do. Oh, <laughs> they don't have they any go more hunting to do. And they sit at a keyboard <laughs> and they just like, I hate you. You should die. Save the animal, but I hope somebody kills you. It's like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Kill oh a human, gosh. save an animal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you guys are right about the bear thing. Like we've posted a couple of um, bear things on our page, and it gets the most hate. Oh, jeez! Even over like, wolves, I thought wolves would be the biggest, but you know we've posted wolves before, but bears for some reason mm. almost seem worse than wolves lately. Yeah, definitely. And, and then people are stunned that you eat the black bear. Like, oh yeah, we eat this. Like, yeah. and they're yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you post a picture of you know salt in the hide with your two year old toddler and. <laughs> turning the meat yep. into breakfast sausage and it's like you son of a bitch it's like <laughs> i mean i'm doing what they did in doing the same thing they do the cows ago. and yeah, pigs yeah. and chickens and all yeah, that yeah I'm just like, don't follow it I'm like, yeah i mean yeah so i realized real quick that it's just you're opening yourself up for it when you like put it out there yeah you, you are and i thought you can't let it get more you. love and like <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, I'm like minded and love what you're doing and like here's some tips. Here's what I do and I'm like cool, but it's like no. I was like hate, 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 hate. It's like, geez. I'm out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not part of that. <laughs> yeah, but I I think it's cool. You embraced it and um, responded in a very positive, um, like in professional like manner. You know, oh, that's like, good to hear. I yeah, I was pretty pissed off. So. <laughs> well, I I I mean I. I didn't know even like where to start at that level of someone, you know, coming at me like that. And you were just like pew, spirited the next day. I was like, Oh damn, this guy like, like fucking around. Man. Yeah. She don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that made it's me impressive. the most angry about that it, is it wasn't just like here, look at this bear. Um, <clears throat> there was a story behind it and it was that I was fully transparent that it was probably one of the hardest hunts that I've ever been on with my husband. We mm. fought the entire time. We love to hunt together and it was a horrible experience. We hated each other the entire trip. Mm. There was a lot of fights going on. And I just straight up, like, I came out and wrote that story about that. Not many people will do that or admit that 
you know, oh, they only want to tell you all just the good stuff. Fight with their husband the entire hunt, you know. Yeah. And so I came out and I said that, thinking like, okay, I hope this pe- helps people that you know struggle hunting with their spouse or their significant other or whatever. And then they took it down. And I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I will show you. Don't mess yeah, with me. I that's poured like my something heart into this. Yeah, I poured my whole soul. That's something people can relate to. I mean, how often do you go out with your spouse, significant other, and it's just like, oh, everything's so perfect. We never disagreed about anything. (laughs) Yeah, we had the time of our lives. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm like, I wanted to freaking kill you. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, my wife and I are in our condo every day, like, 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 ain't all peaches and cream. Put the pictures at the sunset. (laughs) Yeah, like here we are on the beach. It's all perfect. (laughs) Like we're smiling and photo <laughs> <laughs> what does shadow ban mean um I versus don't know that band much. it's kind of the same thing but they you're basically in a position where they're kind of taking you out of the algorithm and so your oh. views mm. drop significantly and then your posts aren't being seen your stories aren't being seen other than like maybe your top so many fans that are like looking for what you're posting every the day subscribers still can see it but maybe no one else yeah like they, you just get taken out of the algorithm That's like crazy. you'll see your views drop by like 70 percent yeah and usually you when that happens you know that, huh? we need like and a lobbyist happens, for youtube even if you yeah. like on instagram even if you go if i were just you know looking through social media or i went to a political type page and i liked one of their photos they will start shadow banning you based on who you're looking at oh wow so don't like if you want to keep your account you have to like not even look at certain things or like certain things or i mean it's crazy it's crazy how they control it they know who you're watching they know who you know who you commented on if it's anything that's you know with certain political stuff they'll just cut you off wow (laughs) it's crazy that is crazy let's take Um, a quick second here and do a shout out to uh, some of the sponsors and we'll come back barney sports chalet supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan-proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, Tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska, these products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Digital, based in Anchorage, Alaska, is your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Digital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website acminc.com a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ACMINC.com is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ACMInc.com. Arbor Digital, your Alaskan digital asset company. 
Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. I, w- I want to get into um, Bristol Bay Fitness. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say, let's sh- let's shift to something a little more positive and <laughs> yeah. not so gloom and Don't doom take us and, off uh, YouTube. Don't yeah. take us. <laughs> but if you do, it's fine. Just go, going, stuck yeah, we'll go stuck in the app. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. What's up but with Chris? Actually, we probably should just start posting there. Just start yeah, building just do it. it. I mean, start that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. then if you get shut down, at least it's like a clean trans. You don't start all the way over. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. already are. So all of our 2021 videos from last year going up on the app right now nice so and then we're gonna do like a slow you know drip on youtube and so if people want to see our videos they kind of have to go to the app to do it yeah Mm. we might just have to get sneaky with the names like knitting with tana (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know fake the algorithm out (laughs) 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 and you know there are things too that we don't always want to show on social media you know really like a lot of the really cool stuff that we do we don't even show and so the app is a cool place too because it's like literally just hunters you know we we would post a trapping group these trapping things that we're doing that we wouldn't just show all over the internet like i never post wolves and stuff because you just get destroyed and slaughtered and everybody hates you and then they they go post on their page like hey go like find this person and write them and you just get hate message after hate message so that's another cool thing about the app still trying to keep it positive that we can like yeah. post whatever we want there yeah yeah i'm and good not at worry about trying to censor it or make hurt people's feelings you know <laughs> <laughs> um bristol bay fitness is a business that you have out there yeah um explain what that's about yeah so i started this online business about three years ago because i became an instant mom to five kids at once through foster care and it was like okay, what am I going to do from home? I love to work. I can't just sit around. Um, and so once I, you know, kind of stayed at home, I'm like, what can I do to work from home and still be a mom? Cause I wanted to raise my kids and I was already a personal trainer. I had already been kind of in the fitness and nutrition world for like 10 years. I've done competitions and all of that. Um, I'd already done some coaching and training on the side. And I talked to one of my friends and she's like, you can do that online now, you know? Right. And I'm like, Oh, you can really? (laughs) And she said, yeah. So she kind of hooked me up with a couple of, you know, systems that I could start out with. And I literally built it from nothing, like zero clients. And then the first year I was working with nearly a hundred clients and then just built it from there. And last year I ended up hiring four to five employees. And so our whole goal is to really teach people how to be healthy in a sustainable way. So, you know, we're kind of like getting past the diet culture, getting past like, oh, let's just try this quick fix. Like you work with me for a minimum of six months because Ooh. that's what creates lasting change. Yeah. And I don't want you to go do a diet and I don't want you to cut things out and I don't want you to just like lose 30 pounds in 30 days. I want to like, 
actually change your life and help you have habits that you can use your entire life. And then, you know, with my passion of hunting, I wanted to combine that as well. So one of our main programs is called Unstoppable, and that is teaching and like coaching people to prepare for their hunts. So we train like sheep hunters and, you know, whatever hunts they're going on, goat, moose, whatever it is. Um, you know, we'll start about now, February, March time frame. train them for six months, get them ready for their hunts, teach them all about the nutrition, how to pack their nutrition for their hunts, how to, you know, basically get them to their optimal performance so that they're not crashing on their hunt. And this is so, all online video, yep. like Zoom style? All online virtual coaching. We have an app. We program all your workouts in there. We give wow. you nutrition goals. You can eat what you want, but we teach you about it. So it's not like, here's a meal plan, like eat this. It's like, all right, show me what you ate for the day. How can we make this a little bit better? And so we're just slowly making changes over time so that mm. you become the healthiest, you know, best version of yourself. And it's not just workouts and nutrition. I've brought in like, I have a therapist and then I have like a PT and I've got these different people that mm. we can work on injuries and pain. And we work on a lot on mental health and mindset because that's so important. As you know, you can be you know, in the best shape, but if your mind is weak, yeah, <laughs> you're going to yeah. quit. Yeah, so anything. we work on mindset and, um, just all aspects of your health. We work with a lot of women on their hormones, hormone issues, you know, gut health, mental health. It's all connected. Yeah. Do you find that, um, most of your clients are from Alaska? No, all over the world. Really? Where's the furthest or the weird craziest? Australia, huh. New Zealand, yeah. it's Sweden. pretty far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was pretty cool. Like the first year, you know, when I built this, it was a lot of family, friends, people that I knew, you know, locals. And then as I started kind of growing my following online, which is so crazy about online, it just, it blows my mind that you can reach people all over the dang world and you can work with them and get to know them. And so, yeah, we have great relationships with these people that we've never even met that live all over the world that we coach, yeah. you know, every single week. It's yeah, pretty you're cool. impacting their lives too. Yeah. You get to change lives through the internet. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. Are some of them actually planning to come for a hunt in Alaska? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Yep. Nice. I've trained a lot of men and women, so we work with both um, for different hunts. Mm -hmm. Brandon yeah. could use some training. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah drinking, uh, going along board, you know, starting at 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, you know. <laughs> that that's might not fly. Not <laughs> not <laughs> Actually, you could choose good. it. I would just teach you what would happen. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have sent you my Hawaii diet. No, 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 no. we didn't need to talk about that. Well, that's the thing. Like, you got to live your life, so it has yeah. to fit your lifestyle. It has to fit your schedule. If you're crazy busy, most of us are. Um, you have to know like how to manage and you know navigate around vacations and when you're sick and when the kids are sick and. You know, when you're going through a stressful time, I mean, that's life. And um, personally, I believe that not a lot of diets and stuff do that. They don't show you how to no. navigate those times. Mm -hmm. And when you're done, it's like, hey, well, now what? So we kind of coach people through that. All those hard times, stressful times. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You yeah. find it difficult to find healthy foods in the bush? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Expensive, <laughs> I'm sure. It's a yeah. challenge. Yeah, produce and stuff has got to be hard to come by, right? I ship it out from Anchorage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If yep. you could have one food out there, what would it be? One fresh food? Strawberries. Like unlimited strawberries. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> uh, kids love strawberries. I mean, yeah. everyone loves strawberries. Yeah. I mean, my yeah. kids eat them by the buckets. Lettuce is easy to grow, so I can grow that. But if I could just have you got a garden all the going? fruit. I will this summer. You know, we don't get great 
growing seasons, but um, I'll have a big greenhouse this summer. So yeah, we, we harvest all of our meat. We don't hardly buy any meat. So we have full, we have four full freezers of moose and caribou <laughs> and salmon because we live near some of the best, you know, salmon fisheries. And then um, garden in the summer, which is pretty short window. And then I do Instacart here in Anchorage. And so I'll do Costco produce every week and they drop it off at Ace Air Cargo. They put it on a cargo airplane. I pay like 70 cents pound to ship it. Mm. And I do that every single week just to have fresh produce because mm. it's important. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an investment, but it's my health. And I would rather do that than be flying into doctor's appointments and, you know, That's being right. sick. Yeah. And you have a large life. family. Yeah. You have a lot yeah, of mouths eight to of feed. Us. Yeah. yeah. And my kids need a lot. Need to get a hydroponic <laughs> farm out there. <laughs> what? You need to get a hydroponic farm out there. Right? Yeah. That would be amazing. Good idea. One of these days. Good idea. I want to talk about your kids <laughs> a little okay. bit. Um, you Were they all from King Salmon? No. When you fostered them? No. Are they all siblings? or? So I have six. Five are siblings. So they were mm. a sibling group. And they're, they grew up in a village called Togiak. Mm. And... So, yeah, that's where they're from. It's, like, even more west than where we're at. And then, so we got them first, and we went through, you know, a couple years of hell (laughs) with with the foster care system. If everybody's done it, they know how stressful it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we ended up adopting them last year. And then it was in the middle of, like, the busiest fishing stuff that we had going on. Um, I think it was the COVID year, 2020. And I got a call for a baby that had just turned one and needed a home. And I had two days, two days to prep. Oh, man. And so I was like, yeah, sure. And my husband was gone flying. And I just said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't just like bringing home a kitten. Literally, that's what I do. (laughs) He he shows up. He's like, oh, we got another kid. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) This one's tiny. (laughs) But uh, we love him too. He's awesome. But he's still in the foster care system. So we've got five adopted, one foster care, um, ages like two to 13. They're awesome kids. What's her names? What are their names? We've got Julia. She's the oldest. Katrina. Second oldest. I have four girls, two boys. Julia, Katrina, Mindy, Chris, Audrey, and Norman. So. Norman. Norm. That's an old school name. Old Norm. So old school. (laughs) (laughs) Like my great, great grandpa's name was Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You don't hear that one very often at all. You don't. You don't. I was just talking to my kids about old school names. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cute kid. (laughs) Like Pam. Wanda. Wanda. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think about another old, like, uh, Susan. Male name, like Norm. Like, uh, um, I don't know. You know, people just don't name their kids Bob anymore. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> no, no. Not even Mike. Yeah. You don't even see, like, no, Michaels no, or anything like that. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, old school. Yeah. What do you guys do out there to keep all them kids busy? Um, you know, other than just school and you guys are very, uh, outdoorsy and mm-hmm. you get get out and play in the woods and all that do you guys get a chance to fly them out and get in the woods with them or yeah yeah you know our, our cub is a two-seater so mm. unfortunately we don't have an airplane yet to, that will fit all of us someday yeah, we will that's kind of tough um but we will take turns so we like to beach comb you know that's a f- fun activity to do in the springtime and through the summer and fall and so he'll take a couple kids at a time and uh you know go down the beach and then our oldest two girls are hunting right now nice 
and so he'll take you know one out and get him a caribou and bring him back and then the next weekend will be the next girl's turn and they'll go out and get a caribou um and then my son he is eight and so he got his first black bear last year um so yeah it's it's tough because everybody wants to go but you yeah. just kind of have to take turns when yeah. you guys want to go it's like yeah. how do you squeeze it all in right? yep and then now with us we barely get to hunt together anymore because somebody always needs to be home with the kids right mm -hmm. so um we just started taking turns like he would fly me out or i would take a friend if you know i don't have many friends that i hunt with but you have to be pretty special <laughs> to, go, <laughs> to go hunting with me <laughs> but um well did that lead to family members solo hunting? yeah yeah mm. um for people that don't know tana has um a world record is it a world record caribou i don't know i never got officially scored but he's up there close to yeah that's that a monster dude yeah walk us through that because i, I watched your little um did you put a video out for that or just like yeah, pictures and stuff like that it's on our app oh it is on mm, that okay. okay all right okay. don't go to youtube go to yeah because i got rat. stuff on youtube yeah and there's one caribou on there but i don't think that's the one from last that was just 2021 right um which one that big velveted yeah. ginormous thing you, yeah you that killed? was that last yeah. one Mm -hmm. yeah that's how actually i found you a buddy of mine sent me like a screenshot from his phone uh, i want to say it was like the adn like, oh like, like like a you know the online news newspaper article. article and he's like check out what this girl got and then like the next day <laughs> another buddy of mine sent me one because you know funny. i'm into hunting and stuff yeah. and i'm like oh wow and that's you know i started researching who you were and yeah, that thing was. He's stalker. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I was like, wow, she's doing there, a soul so hunt <laughs> for a big caribou, and then like, then I was like, oh wow, you killed all kinds of stuff, and and you really are passionate about hunting, and um, clearly you guys found some really good quality hunting grounds as well. Yeah. So, was um, that your first solo hunt? Up here, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've done some solo stuff in Idaho, but you know, Alaska, you're going into the bush. It things can turn south real quick holy shit so <laughs> i just pulled up your picture of the thing up there behind Damn. you look at that thing i think it's a monster yeah. looks yeah. like a moose paddle <laughs> i almost got him with my bow man if i got him with my bow he would be the new pope and young world record yeah hands down was there another big boy with him no he's all by himself what, what's with the almost you had your bow out there i had him at 37 yards bedded uh-huh and he was quartering to me in tall grass with his neck turned so all i could see was his neck in the very top of his shoulder uh, and i had a 30 mile an hour crosswind well, and so i was just good. waiting it out i was like i don't know what to do throw a rock like i don't want to spook him uh, but with the crosswind you know when you get those big gusts they can shift a little bit mm -hmm. and uh i was just i waited him out for like 20 minutes i'm just sitting here 37 yards i'm like he's gonna bust like i don't know what to do i don't have a clear shot i'm just gonna wait till he stands up because he would bed and then feed and bed and feed so i waited for a good 20 minutes or so and then this big gust of wind came and right to him and before oh, i could even shit. get my bow back he was out to 100 yards like i mean i was just like instant and he just jumped so fast you know and they wind you like that so he kind of circled around me and the dumbest thing that I did here is I left my rifle about 500 yards behind me oh during the no. stock because I was so determined to get in with my bow. You know, I've yeah. killed a huge caribou with my gun. Um, this is my fourth caribou, and they're all over 400. Yeah. I have four Boone and Crockett oh. caribou. So, like, caribou's my thing, you know? And so I'm like, I want to get in with my bow this time. 
and when my husband dropped me off solo he's like you're never gonna kill anything with a bow if you have a rifle in your hand i'm like i know okay fine so i get 500 yards and he's all by himself and that's the best to stock up on one because there's no other eyes yeah so he was feeding and i would just run in and then he'd look up and you know i'd hit the ground do billion burpees over and over to get close to him (laughs) and but i left the gun because i'm like i'm doing this with a bow i'm so determined to do this and i got 37 yards and i was like this is happy i mean it was a sealed deal and you never do that (laughs) you never like count your eggs before they hatch but i'm like Oh, this thing stands up. He's done. And I didn't even realize how big he was. It wasn't even that. Like, yeah. oh, this is a new world record. I was like, he's a nice caribou. I'm going to get him with my bow. Yeah. Um, and once he ran out, you know, I'm looking for my gun. Like, all right, it gets, it's the gun's turn. I'm like, oh, crap. I left it way back there. And thankfully, thankfully, he ran that direction. He ran right toward my gun and all my gear. And so oh, I ran God. as fast as I could after him. And, you know, he kind of knew I was there at that point. So he was you know, kind of looking back and every time he looked back, I just hit the ground again. So you couldn't see me. And I was just running. I mean, I was so winded. I was I just that. like. <laughs> and the adrenaline and everything yeah. else. Oh yeah. It was insane. Now you saw him run. You were probably like, oh shit, this is yeah. like a really nice caribou. Yeah. Like he looked pretty big. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't yeah. going to let that go. Like no. you need to get that caribou down. I was going to get that caribou down yeah. regardless of how it happened. <laughs> yeah, so I ran back animal. to my gun and he actually disappeared in the only brush and trees that existed on that hill. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's gone. I I messed that up somehow. I messed up that stock. It was a perfect stock until it blew up in my face. And so I just kind of stood there with the gun a little bit. And he just circles and comes right back around. It's just like this perfect godsend. Like I needed to kill this animal. And he just comes out 450 yards and just starts trotting a circle around me. But he was running. And it's flat swamp grass. And I shoot off a bipod um now i'm probably going to get a tripod or some sort of setup for that flat ground because i could not like every time i'd get prone he's gone you know Mm. and so i'm trying to figure out what to set up on i just can't set it up on my pack it's too wobbly so i found like this tough tundra um and you know put my bipod on it was like halfway freehand as he was running 450 yards dumped him and or he ran maybe like 30 yards and dropped and so that was like <laughs> like yeah. I did it, you know, he didn't get away. He almost got away. Um but yeah, I, I was super bummed that I just didn't get him with my bow because I've just been wanting that for so yeah. long. So um and then once I walked up to him, then I realized how big he was because I killed a caribou two years ago that scored four fifty four. And I thought that was like the biggest caribou I was ever gonna that was shoot. The big and this one was bigger. caribou, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've seen that one. Yeah. I was like, oh, is that the same caribou? But like you peeled the Mm-mm. but then it'd be bloody, so that didn't make sense. But yeah, yeah. That, that's the picture I saw that my buddy sent me the screenshot of. <laughs> yeah. But you're this one? Pe- you're peeking through the rocking chair hole yeah. between the bez and the and the um <clears throat> I guard. Uh, yeah. It's really tough to take a picture and film. And that was the other thing. I was trying to self film the whole thing. And so, which it, which it went all to shit right after it ran. And I mean, all that. it did. Like, I still got some of it, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're just trying to kill the animal. That you know, and it's funny too to like, you know, you see that photo and you're like, wow, wow, what a magnificent animal, badass. This gal went out there and did this solo, like all the aspects of what made the story cool. But none of us know the chaos that ensued with your like stock and then oh shit my rifle's five 500 yards is a long ways away 
You probably thought at oh, that point, like, this is, this is done. Like, I mean, yeah. this thing's gone. Dude, I was running for, <laughs> like, forever. <laughs> oh, I I'm bet. Like, I'm never going to get there. Well, and it's flat, right? So were you, did uh, yeah. you know exactly where your gear was? Yeah. Okay, okay. So you were, I mean, like, I couldn't see it, but I, I had situational awareness of, like, oh, it's, okay. I left it back there. Like, it can be easy to, like, run 300 yards, like, at an angle oh, for over sure. here. I'm like, oh, shit, man, my gear's all the way over there. Now you, like, created yeah. another variable to try and jump through. and Yeah. Yeah, and I did cool, have man. a pistol with me, but yeah, yeah. Like I'm shooting this thing with right. So in <laughs> your pistol. in your <laughs> post there, you're talking about four months after a bear attack. I w would yeah. not have seen myself being dropped off alone. Yeah, Ooh. so that was another part of the backstory. Yeah, let's hear about that. Um, did any of you guys like watch that story or I, I read it or anything? I, didn't. I guess I didn't. Yeah. I okay. That. Okay. Well, it's Refreshers. Refreshers. It's a good story. Yeah. So last May, my brother from Idaho came up to do a brown bear hunt on the peninsula. Because you know when you have an ex-kin relative up here, you don't need a guide. Mm. So my brothers are super lucky to have me. <laughs> so You're welcome, brother. It was my youngest brother's turn. And so I would act as his guide because that's how it works. So I had already been tagged out because, you know, on the peninsula, it's one every four. So you can only mm. shoot, whether you're resident or non-resident, you can shoot a brown bear one every four years. And I got one with my bow in 2019. So I'm tagged out to like fall of next year. Was that the kill in your waders like across yeah. the creek? Okay, cool. That yeah. was badass. <laughs> that was yeah, a fun was, hunt. That was cool. Um, but that hunt was like to kind of overcome my fear of bears because I've been charged by grizzlies before in Idaho. And I've just kind of always had this fear of bears and I struggle sleeping in tents and stuff. And so I did that archery hunt to kind of overcome my fear. And yeah. I did. Get close. Yeah. And, yeah. and I felt good. So the next year I took my daughter hunting and she was 11 and she shot a brown bear off the beach and it was just me and her. Wow. She's amazing. Super brave. <laughs> it like stood up at us at 12 yards. She shot it right in the chest. And Pretty then, cool. um, so the following year, last year, my brother came up and I'm like, all right, we've like overcome bears, fears here. Like we're good. Um, and we had a super late winter last year i don't know about you guys here but we did yeah you guys were able to do your bear hunt you and adam like november or something or how late we was did that, that in october it just seemed like really late yeah and i was like is that like an old video from something else like i yeah i didn't uh, yeah you guys were able to get out yeah but this was in like, may like this was last may oh okay gotcha. and right. so the snow oh, yeah. like oh, yeah, stuck, yeah, yeah. Around. Okay, yeah. stuck around I'm, forever because yeah. we Twisting got up the other story yeah yeah, we had a few bear hunts last year. I'll get mm -hmm. to that too. But yeah. we got so much snow in like March and April that the bears were coming out really late. Mm -hmm. And so bear season opens, you know, May 10th. And May 10th rolls around. We're out there, um, you know, on the peninsula. And there's like no bear tracks, nothing. You're looking way up high in the snow and there's like not even bear tracks up there. You're like, where the they must all be still hibernating. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but every day you see more and more and they started coming out, but there was nothing on the beach, no movement anywhere except like up at the top of the mountains in all of the snow. So like day three, day four of the hunt, we saw a huge bear up high, went after him. He's like two miles away and, uh, got close and winded him. And we're like, shoot. Is that the pistol, that pistol bear? Yeah. Okay. I did see this. Okay. Okay, that's why yeah. <laughs> you started talking about it way up because I was like, holy shit, they're like way, it looks like you're a couple thousand feet up. Yeah. Okay, and then, okay, yeah, keep yeah. going. Yeah, I just, it just dawned yeah. on me. I, I did pistol see a bear. about this. Yeah. <laughs> the pistol bear, yeah. Yep. So we winded that bear because just the way that it worked, he was coming over this notch and we were going to meet him on the other side. 
and my brother wanted to bow hunt because he's like oh you got one with a bow i'll get one with a bow so we had a bow a rifle and a pistol most guides that are like registered guides can back up their clients legally like if they shoot mm-hmm. they can shoot right after right, right. Mm. i can't and i asked the troopers this oh, beforehand because i'm one window. in four mm-hmm. like i'm not a registered oh. guide but i'm acting as his guide but i'm tagged out so i can't shoot so we had a bow a rifle and a pistol we thought that was plenty um so we kind of waited for the spare to come up over this notch and wrapped around the other side and then the wind switched and went over and he smelled us and he was gone so we came back down the beach pretty depressed now we're like day four day five still haven't seen any other bears they're just way 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 up high so we were kind of looking for a a bear scenario one sleeping because if they're sleeping you can kind of sneak up on them and Mm -hmm. get an archery opportunity potentially so one day (laughs) it was like day five or six of the hunt we look way up this canyon and we see this blob in the snow that we haven't seen and we see these tracks kind of coming down this avalanche chute and then backing out of the avalanche chute we're like huh that wasn't there like this morning (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so we you know we get our glass out and it's like six miles away like as the crow flies six miles so it's mirage and it's really tough to see but there's a definite blob and there's definite tracks in the snow leading up to the blob so we're like that's a sleeping bear in the snow so we watched him all night and he didn't move and so (laughs) it was kind of funny because my brother's really avid like snow machiner you know backcountry snowboarder he knows snow conditions really really well and he was pretty hesitant he's like i don't know if we should go up there i was like we've got our snowshoes <laughs> that's about it <laughs> mm-hmm. um we didn't have like an abby pack or anything like that yeah you wouldn't think to bring it on that no on or like a beacon like or anything yeah. um we didn't think we'd have to go that high to get a bear but yeah, no we've been known to be pretty crazy and like do whatever it takes to fill our tags and so we're both in pretty good shape so he's like okay let's let's look at this we kind of looked at the map we figured out a route that we could go to get up there and we just both agreed we're like that's really really far like farther than anybody should ever go for a bear <laughs> but there's no other bears here and we want to you know we want to get this done and i i usually miss my kids a lot i don't want to be gone for two weeks i want to get it sure. done and go yeah. home yeah sure. so we both agreed that if the bear was there the next morning we would go after him we just kind of gave it time so we slept all that night got up the next morning still sleeping he'd been sleeping over 12 hours wow and we knew it'd take us all day to get up there and we didn't know if he'd still be sleeping but we went for it so we took all day we left at six in the morning we didn't get to the base of the mountain we had kind of to wrap our way into this drainage and then go straight up 2500 vert to get to Mm. him Mm. and so we got to the base of the mountain by like 3 p.m so it was a nine hour hike just to get to the base and then we had to climb 2500 feet vertical and we knew when we left we're like there's pretty good chance we're not making it back tonight so we took our survival tarp we took an extra pair of dry socks you know we took food for a couple of days we didn't take our whole base camp though because it's too heavy Mm -hmm. and we just needed to be you know physically like the bear back mobile yeah Yeah. but we took our bare minimum because we slept on the mountain before so we get we just go 2500 feet straight up and it was so steep like it's probably one of the most miserable digs i've ever done through the worst brush the worst alders you know how that is <laughs> and uh we finally get up to kind of his elevation it starts to get pretty windy and i got a message um from my husband because he was keeping us updated on the inreach of the weather he's like big storm coming in for the next 24 hours and we're like sweet so <laughs> as if we don't have enough to you're right deal with here <laughs> trying to make you this know happen. How it is, yeah 
and but it would it would gust really hard and then it would be calm and once we were up there and you're in this big alpine snowy basin you know you have no cover whatsoever yeah. so, so we're like we've still got a sleeping bear he was up there for over 24 hours we think he had just come out of a den yeah so just super like fog, sleepy. fogged out yeah <laughs> And uh, so we're like, this is a great opportunity, but we're not going to sneak up on a sleeping bear in the wide open snow with a bow. That just seems like a dumb idea. So let's not do that. So we got as close as we could because there was kind of this dip where we couldn't like go up and because then we'd be right on top of him. So we want to shoot across it. And we do a lot of long range shooting as well. So we're pretty comfortable under 700, but especially under 500. Mm. And he was at 470, which is pretty dang close. We shoot a 338 ultra mag. So we get in a, in a pretty good position where we can shoot the thing and, you know, we've kind of routed how we can get to him. But I mean, we're post-holing. It's like spring snow and, yep. mm-hmm. you know, we had verts, like those climbing snowshoes, yep. um, which were nice, but it's still pretty deep. Yeah, late, <laughs> late in the day like that, it's going to yeah. be, the, the mm-hmm. sun had beat on the snow, yep. it softened it all up, slush. Yep, post-holing. Yeah. And then yeah. when you get close to the rocks, you know, it, it radiates that heat and so there's holes yep. and like little crevices you mm. fall in so we were just trying to be really careful about that um so we get up there he gets all set up and it's like five o'clock at night now we know that we need to get off this mountain because we had to kind of go around some cliffs to get up there we didn't want to be up there in the dark because no, yeah, no hypothermia way. risks and like there were other bears up there yeah. and we we're above cliffs it was just dumb to be up there in the first place. Yeah, not where you want to spend the night. <laughs> no. So we were waiting there, and he wouldn't wake up. We were yelling at him. We were trying to get him to stand up to, like, have a better shot, but he wasn't going to do it. And we're like, we came all the way up here. He's still laying down. Like, there's nothing we can do at this point other than just shoot him, like, where he's at bedded. And we had a, a clear shot. Um but, you know, you just don't, I don't know. Sometimes I really don't want to shoot an animal bedded. I just want a better shot. We're like, we're not waiting here all night. Because if yeah. we get stuck up here in the dark with that bear, we're come, screwed. Come this far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a storm's coming. Yeah. And yeah. a storm's coming. So like, let's just get you. this done. So he gets set up. We feel fully confident. We have like 25 rounds, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just starts shooting. Boom. 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 Three shots. Um, all like lungs, vitals. The bear stands up and he just looks really sick. Like he just can't even move. And I'm just like waiting for him to go down. I'm like, get another one in him. He goes to get another one. The bolt jams. Oh, wow. In the rifle. And he's like, it's jammed. And so, like, what do you mean it's jammed? He's like, it won't close. The bolt won't close. So we're like taking the bolt out. It's freezing conditions. Mm-hmm. It's like zero degree wind yeah. chill. It's starting mm-hmm. to rain and freeze. And so I'm like, is it frozen? We're like looking in it. And big wide open basin like we're downhill from the bear he sees us and that it was all over from there so he saw us and he started kind of like coming down the hill slowly but he was very hurt he was spewing out blood both sides we had good hits um and we're just thinking like he's gonna go down he's gonna go down and he just like takes a belly slide and just starts sliding down toward us and i'm ranging him and i'm like 350 320 trevor let's go like you gotta get it unjammed 300 280 is getting closer you know and you just you're looking at this huge brown bear coming at you wounded pissed off yeah and your rifle is jammed that's like your lifeline and all we have is a bow and a pistol and so he is just sitting there shaking and we're just starting to freak out because he's under 300 yards now and he's coming and he's not stopping it's getting bigger and bigger yeah (laughs) <laughs> and then he kind of goes, because, you know, we had this little canyon we shot across. So we, 
dips down oh, at 200 okay. yards, you can't see him. Oh, shit. And the, he's going to come up at five yards to our face when we see him Before, next. Oh, it's that steep. It's that steep. Gotcha. Wow. So we both looked at each other. He's like, I can't get it unjammed. We got to run. So we left all our crap, all of our gear. We grabbed the rifle. He had a pistol and a holster and a Kydex holster and, uh, and the bow. And we just took off running downhill. And our main goal was just to get distance because yeah. we thought he was going to go down. Right? Like, yeah. he's bleeding out both sides. He's going to go down eventually. So let's get some distance from him so he dies before he gets to us. <laughs> um, so we run downhill. And as we're running for our lives in, like, you know, knee-deep powder, um, Trevor, like, stops and he looks back at me. And he's like, my pistol's gone. Oh, no. And we look over in the snow. And thankfully, like, we found the handle sticking out of the snow because it flew out of the holster while we were running. Oh, man. Otherwise, I would not be here today. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're just in full panic mode, you know, full fight or flight. He grabs the pistol, puts it back. We're looking behind us, but it, we kind of dip down over this hill, so we can't see it. We can't see our mm -hmm. gear, where we just came from. We'd have no idea where the bear is at, and we're just running downhill through the snow as fast as we possibly can. And the only cover we could find was just a, a pile of, like, some rocks that we could hide behind, like, four-foot rocks, four-by-four four maybe. And uh, we just kind of hid behind those rocks for a second. And he, I just remember he hands me the pistol. He's like, here you go. I'm like, I'm not doing this, dude. I can't shoot. Like, you have to be the one to do this. But how helpless did I feel that I didn't have a weapon? Like, regardless yeah. of what the troopers told me and stuff, like, that was my yeah, life. Yeah, on you the still, line. like, can protect yourself. Yeah. I mean. And so I should have had a pistol of some kind or something with me. Um, because when your rifle jams, which that hasn't ever happened to us, and you yeah, have a pistol, that's, that's all you have. So we were kind of waiting behind the rock. I was like, Trevor, you have to do this. He's like, he's not coming. He's, he's dead by now. I'm like, I don't think he is. You're going to have to finish him off. And just as he said that, we looked up the hill, 150 yards away, right at our gear. He practically stepped on our gear, came over the hill, and saw us. Like, he pinpointed our heads behind the rocks, and, that, and then he went full bore. It was like, it was like a hit of drugs hit him and he just came like adrenaline full bore downhill mouth through the open, snow just, mouth open yeah. you know and like snow's flying up around him and he's 10 foot and a half bore yeah and it's I, you know he's just like yeah. jiggling i'm just looking at this thing like holy crap i'm gonna die and i'm hiding behind the rock helpless as always and we have five five shots to save us and that's it or we die um and of course you want to wait till they get close otherwise yeah you want to make it count yeah you yeah. have to make it yeah. count otherwise you're done so i'm hiding behind the rock and i'm the filmer on this and i had my phone down like i just you know in that moment you don't think to film you're just writing off your life at that point well, and yeah, I, <laughs> <got a lot laughs> <going on. laughs> and he's coming full bore and he closed 150 yards in about 10 seconds i mean just fast as if he had never been hit and so my brother waited till he was about 30 yards and he shoots and he he like ricochets the bullet off the rock he like barely missed because his head came behind the rock first okay he was like weaving around the rocks to us so it ricochets off he's got four left <laughs> what kind of pistol is it 454 cool. yeah and uh so he comes around the rock he shoots in like 25 yards bam 20 yards bam 18 yards bam like he gets down to like 10 yards he's, he has one more lunge till he comes over the rock and he's at my face and he does like one shot and it was enough to just stop him and turn him because he was like three shots and he was still coming right at my face 
and that like last like shoulder out or something just yeah to like shoulder get him, chest like everything yeah and uh you know he takes this turn and he stops and then he's like turned at 10 yards like looking at me and that's when i i pulled my phone out to film that last shot okay and i've seen that yeah like, that was on it was on instagram yeah. instagram there for a while it's not not anymore right i think it is not that part i don't think they took it down okay because i remember seeing that yeah and that's why i got to thinking the the pistol bear i was like oh because that yeah. looked really close yeah, you yeah i mean that was 10 yeah. yards that was after he already turned yeah um like i said he had one more lunge till he was on top of me and that last shot was just hurt him enough to turn him and he turned you could see like the blood spewing out and then he does one more shot and then the bear kind of goes behind this rock and i just heard a shh so i thought he slid down the snow but we couldn't see him because it was a really steep drop there mm -hmm. and so my brother's like i'm out of rounds we got to keep running right there, daniel right there yep yeah yep so you can watch that it's pretty <laughs> pretty sketch that was the fourth and last shot um after he turned i'm right behind that rock yeah that's close and he tracked us the whole way <laughs> so we didn't know he's dead insane. at that point we ran uphill and at that point i was kind of just toast like my legs wouldn't move trying to run uphill now in waist deep snow after that and like i thought i was i had said goodbye to my kids and my husband my life flashed you know i had the whole thing and um, my brother had five more rounds so we we needed to like get distance from the bear to reload because we only had five more left so he was reloading while we were running uphill we found another little outcropping of rocks that we hid behind for a while and we never saw him come uphill but you know when an animal's wounded it's hard to come uphill if you can get uphill of them it's better because yeah. when we were downhill it was very bad <laughs> So now that he was like downhill from us, we felt a little more safe. But I mean, I was like in the rocks, in the fetal position, just shaking, you know, just praying for my life pretty much. Yeah. And uh, we didn't know he was dead for another probably half hour. Um, we just kind of kept side hilling slowly to see if we could see him. And we eventually got back to our gear, like you can see in that video. And he like walked right by our gear and we were just in shock. You know, yeah. we were both in full-blown shock. And we finally looked down the hill, and we saw a blob, like, laying down at the bottom of a little avalanche slide. And we're just like, oh, He's all I think up. that's him. Like, mm -hmm. is that him? Is he dead? Is he wounded? You is know? he dead is the question, um, yeah. Yeah, so we, like, pulled out our binos. He was super still. And at that moment, like, we realized we survived. Like, so pretty crazy and i actually in the heat of the moment i had messaged my husband on the inreach and said our rifles jammed like what do we do or like pray for us or something like that oh, so wow. he he knew that we had been charged and they didn't hear from me for an hour oh, <laughs> so he was really really concerned he was really worried and then when we got back to our gear and we found he was dead i messaged him i said we almost died but the We're bear's down. dead yeah. we got him and I looked back later because it all felt like it happened so fast, you know? Mm -hmm. I looked back later, there was an hour t time lapse mm -hmm. from the time oh, wow. that we shot the bear to the time we knew he was dead. That, it was an entire that felt hour. Like five minutes. Wow. Yeah. But like an entire hour of running for your life wow. like that was, <laughs> I mean, it drained me for weeks. Well, weeks. I bet emotionally and physically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you ever figure out what happened to the gun? Yeah, um, the loads were too hot for the conditions because we, we reload, but it hasn't ever happened to us. We've shot these rounds in cold, freezing conditions before, but a spent primer had blown out the back and, like, fell down in the perfect angle 
in the actions crew to where it wouldn't close. And in the heat of the moment, like you don't see that crowd. No, no, of course You're not. just like, you don't what? You're scrambling. <laughs> You're just freaking out, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. close, you stupid thing. Yeah. So we found it after we got back to camp, like, and we had to survive for another 24 hours after that out there. Yeah, because you weren't going back. I mean, th- by this time, what is this? Like 7 o'clock at night or something yep. like that? It was like 6, 7 at night. Yeah. And it was going to be dark at 11, 11.30. And we had to get this thing skinned out. And we had to get oh, off the mountain. Man. Like below the cliffs to somewhere safe. Did you get because it skinned then, out that night? Yeah. Okay. But like right then, we had 40 to 50 mile an hour winds hit, pouring oh, rain, like soaking wet, cold, hypothermic, like all the worst, you know? And uh, my, I mean, I kind of went in shock during the experience. Like after that thing slid down, I, I heard the slide. I'm like, I, I heard it slide. He's like, no, you didn't. It's still alive. And I was like, I don't, I can't see him, but I, I think he slid down. Um, and I kind of went into shock in that mode because I couldn't run anymore. And as soon as we got down to the bear, my brother went into shock. He couldn't hold a knife. He couldn't skin the it thing. All set in. It like hit him at that point because he was the mm-hmm. one that saved us. And he just like he's like, I gotta, I gotta have a minute. So he went over and sat in the snow, and uh, I skinned a a good bunch of it before he could help me. And like he, he his, his mind yeah. wrapped around what just happened. Yeah, like he couldn't even function. Well, I was like, Trevor, we gotta give him the mount. He's like, I know, but I just can't. I can't. And I actually <laughs> was thinking about that as you were telling the story, and um. You're clearly very selective in who you go out in the field with. You have to be. And, and I, yeah, you do. You <laughs> yeah. do because you need to know that your partner's got your back. Mm-hmm. You need to know when shit hits the fan mm-hmm. and it goes into survival mode, you're with somebody that's going to be in the right state of mind to make sure that you both get home to your families. Yep. Um, I'm assuming because you you hunt so much with Adam, your husband, that, that there's that trust. There's that, yeah. you know. So my, my question was, was your brother probably the next best thing to Adam yeah. that given that situation of what you're in? Yeah. Would it, would it be Tre- Trevor, right? Yeah. Trevor or Adam. I mean, I mean, you're yeah, all uh, my you brothers. Had, I would trust like they're I mean, all you had to be level. very grateful that you have that dude oh, with yeah. you in this situation. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to cover both your guys' asses and make sure that, Oh yeah. He performed really well. I mean, even that first shot he's, he missed. And how many times do you, like, miss when a bear is that close and you, you keep your cool? Well, I, I mean, don't think that many people deal with that situation. Right. Like, he so. kept his cool so well, and I had videoed part of him after that. And his face, I mean, he was just so Iron focused. Stone cold. Yeah. And he knew, he's like, I knew after I missed that first one that I had to make yeah. the next one count. You don't got a lot of more bullets <laughs> to waste yeah. here. And so he just, like, focused and hit every one after that. Um, and he did a great job and, yeah, obviously saved my life. I pretty much owe him for, yeah. for a lifetime. Um, but, yeah, we still had to skin it out. And then we had to pack it off the mountain in the dark. And then we had to stay up there mm. and, like, camp under that tarp through the storm on our riverbed. And the, you know. Were you still above snow level? Um, once we dropped down, no. No. Were you able to build that, like, fires? What did that night more. look like? I would love to have built a fire. Everything was so soaked it was impossible. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was like the, you know, monsoon type hurricanes that you get, you know, yeah. those big storms that blow through. And we had one little like seek outside tarp that we set up with trekking poles and paracord. And I, I didn't use the stakes because they weren't strong enough. I was tying um, the paracord rocks. around big rocks. Yeah. And in the middle of the night is I was not sleeping. I was, yeah, there was no sleeping. <laughs> there was no yeah. sleeping. Um, I looked over and those rocks were lifting. 
off oh the riverbed. God, like yeah. huge big rocks that I had as our stakes. They were lifting the tarp was and the tarp was flying. The rocks up. Oh. Yeah. It was that windy and it was like the rain was blowing in sideways. But what saved our butts is we had um we always have a set of puffies in a dry bag with an extra set of gloves and um extra set of socks. Yeah. And that put that warm dry socks on. We were soaked after that whole thing and yeah. you know, skinning it out and packing out in the pouring rain just to get down out of the snow level because I was pretty hypothermic. Um and then once we got to the you know, to the riverbed, we couldn't build a fire because we didn't have anything dry. But it we were able to put our dry stuff on. Too. Oh, pitch dark, yeah. Pitch black, yeah. Yeah. We were like coming off the cliffs in the dark, but we had our Onyx track set, mm-hmm. so we were able to follow those out. Otherwise, that would have been bad too. So that's always a good note. Make sure you put your tracks on. Absolutely, <laughs> um, yeah. And that saved us. And then once we were on the riverbed and in dry clothes, like I felt like I'd survive, but still not. I mean, you're still yeah, you're six not miles out of the back. Weeds yet, you know? like you still have to pack the whole thing out and mm-hmm. deal with what other encounters are going to happen. Because yeah. there's a lot of bears roaming around coming out of hibernation. <laughs> so it was we had to survive the night and we didn't get end up getting back to camp until 6 p.m the next night so we were gone for like you know two full days pretty much we were exhausted (laughs) i bet how heavy was that that pack that's what i was gonna ask so i carried all the gear and stuff and the skull i i think mine was close to 100 pounds because i have a barney's pack and it was, you know, when it rains, it just soaks it all up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the gear, all the, the skull, everything was soaking wet. It, I'm pretty sure it was 100 because I do a lot of like 100 to 120 pound packs with moose. And yeah, it, you was, know what it, feels it like. was at least 100. And then my brother's, you know, a 10 foot, he measured 10 six. So a 10 foot six wet bear hide, um, sure. like 120 to 140, yeah. depending on how much water is in it and how much fat you leave on it yeah but yeah it was it would have been hard (laughs) to like flesh it while you were skinning it oh i put so many holes in that thing i mean (laughs) (laughs) he wanted to you know have this bear to like mount it and like oh you know but both of us at that point i mean we we are proud of the animals that we kill as anybody should be you know like you have a moment of respect for the animal and then you're like really proud of it and the experience trophy yeah Mm -hmm. And we both walked up to it and he's like, do you want a photo? I'm like, not really. And he's like, yeah, me either. And it took us a while to like get a photo. It was very hard to smile in the photo. Given like, what you just went is through. Is the photo oh, on here? It is. Um, it's probably way back in. Back? Down? Yeah, like in May. Oh, oh okay. So that was just a, a video of it. Yeah. You're getting close. Keep going. I think you're closer. Oh, that's that's <laughs> it right there, right? Like a photo of it? Yes, yeah, so keep going. No, it's the video. Uh, right there. There it is, right there. Um, yep. So, yeah, that photo was not fun to take. <laughs> but that's even why I skinning it. I pistol bear because I remember yeah. that picture. Yeah. Even skinning it, I was like, screw this. He's like, beast, like, like, do you care how good I skin this? He's like, no, let's just get off this effing mountain, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> He just wanted to get it done. Oh, man. People are like, did you pack out the meat? I'm like, don't even ask. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. You didn't pull a backstrap? I mean, what's going on here? (laughs) Almost died. That's the last thing I was worried about. (laughs) Yeah, right? Man, that thing's a monster. It is huge. Yeah. And her story starts, we almost died. (laughs) (laughs) Because we did. (laughs) Way to hook them in. (laughs) Yeah, you want a bear hunt? Watch this one. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it messed me up. It messed me up for a while. How are you doing with Bear Karma now? Oh, <laughs> I had to go to therapy for it, actually. Yeah. Just because your nervous system gets into this fight or flight mode. Yeah. Mm. And when you don't process it properly and you're under that sort of like intense trauma, your body remembers that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so any little stressor, like my, something happening with my kids, like would put me into that same situation of how my body was handling it. Mm. I'm like, this isn't normal. Like I can't, I would normally be able to handle stress and any sort of stress, like my body goes into that, like I'm freaking going to die. And so I had to like, and I still am kind of working through the nervous system part of it because your body just remembers that. Yeah. You got to build like a new neuro pathway. You do. Yeah. You do. Yep. Eat yes. a bunch of mushrooms, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, yeah. I haven't there tried that go. yet. Full reset. Well, Full reset. that, that yeah. sparked a memory maybe, um, so from the fall, hunt that you guys did yeah I think adam took a really beautiful big ass bear yeah the one we that, fought over yeah okay yes. <laughs> uh, the, bear, the bear fight uh no that um oh, where was i going with that oh i think he dropped you off and then he flew back and then got flown back in with a buddy and yeah. there was like if i remember right and this might have something to do with that um interactions you guys had on your hunt yeah um, about like him telling you to like get it together yeah you had dropped off and there was like bears kind of like you had Dude, flown, there was flown a huge bear there was a huge bear 500 yards from me and he dropped me off and i was by myself and i was like f this get yeah. me out of here yeah because you were still kind of like feeling freak this out. trauma from oh this yeah i thought thing. i was fine because i had done my solo caribou hunt yep you know in august september i went out and i got a moose with my bow and then October rolls around. I'm like, yeah, like, I'll be fine, you sure, know? Sure, drop me off with camp. I'll get things yeah. set up. Let's get like, going. I'll do it. <laughs> and he's like, you sure can? I'm like, yeah, I'm over it. No, I'm not over it. <laughs> yeah. And so he dropped me off. And right when he did his last turn to, like, do a final pass and land, I look down, and there's, like, a 9 to 10-foot bear right on the stream 500 yards from where he's dropping me. Mm. And I just started full panic, like, yeah. just like that. Uh. And I couldn't control it and he dropped me off and he's like all right i'll be back in an hour and a half and i'm like what what do you mean you're gonna leave you're leaving me <laughs> what about what i just I like, said there's a bear right there <laughs> what am i gonna do he's like you have a pistol you have a gun i'm like and i just I was like oh my gosh so i was very much having like ptsd yeah you know mm -hmm. and i've talked to people that have had it and i didn't want to like admit that i had that but they're like, you're you're seriously having PTSD. Like, mm -hmm. that's what it is. Yep. Yep. You know, even if it's not from the military, your body's doing the exact same thing from a traumatic event. Mm -hmm. um, it remembers. And it's a really crazy book. Um, it's good called The Body Keeps Score. And mm -hmm. it just talks a lot about that trauma in your body of any kind of trauma that you have, whether it's from your childhood or in adulthood, your body remembers things and it's going to respond accordingly. Um and so that's what was happening. And a lot of our fights stemmed from my stress and anxiety over that. Oh, wow. Just like being near the bears again and like being in that environment. Even though my husband is there and he's my protector, there's just something about that being immersed back in them again and like yeah. pursuing them again that I was just not ready for and I shouldn't have gone. Really, I just and, wasn't ready for and it. And he was probably challenged with um, managing his emotions with you, who he loves and wants to protect and care for. Yeah. And then also complete the mission at hand, right? Oh, yeah. And like, he wanted to do it with his bow. And that was the thing. Oh, we're like, it's that, really close to this one, that's too. That's what we yeah. were fighting. I was like, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you got to be my backup. And I said, I'm not going to be your backup oh, yeah. if you're doing this with the bow. There's no way. Yeah. I was like, 
I'm probably going to watch you get eaten and I'm not going to be able to handle it. <laughs> I just said, <laughs> I'll be your backup, but you need to have a gun in your hand. Um, I just don't trust myself to like pull it together right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, you know, I'm working on that. I'm working on like fast draws and like reacting quickly yeah, and, practicing. you know, those kinds of things because I have to be ready for that. I can't just run away from it my whole life because I live in the bush, you know, yeah, and totally. I'm not going to quit hunting and it's going to happen more, I'm sure. Yeah, um, you're taking the kids out too yeah. and teaching them how to do it and... Yeah, but it was funny on that bear hunt because he is very much like a go, go, go kind of person. And I'm like, let's watch our surroundings for a second, see what's happening. So we had left at first light on the first day of the hunt. And he is just booking it to the stream because, you know, on fall hunts, you just kind of sit on streams because they're salmon fishing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was booking it to the stream to get close. And I was like, dude, it's like first light. They might be roaming through here. He's like, oh, no, they're all on the stream. I'm like, no, you might see a bear just leaving our tent here. Let's go slow. So he's just booking it. And I stopped and I'm taking my time and I'm glassing. And I look up at him and he's already like left me in the dust like 100 yards (laughs) away. And I see a bear coming over the hill right on top of him. And he doesn't see it. He's just walking. He's like like, tunnel vision walking to the stream because that's where the bears are. And I'm like like i'm trying to whistle to get his attention without scaring the bear because it's coming right on top of him and they're gonna mean it's pretty dark like it's first light and they're just gonna meet face to face if he doesn't see it because he's not looking that way he's looking over here um and so i finally get his attention and he looks back at me and i'm like there's a bear and he uh crouches down and he had a rifle because he agreed to leave the bow that day so he would stop fighting (laughs) so he had left the bow at the tent but this thing came to 40 yards from him and so this it just walks right by him and it it didn't see him either Mm. and he crouched down he looked back at me gave me a thumbs up i pulled the camera out i was like another 80 yards behind him at this point so no way i could back him up um just filming and uh it comes like 40 yards and he shoots it with a rifle like five times boom 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 and it's just still like just taking it they just eat bullets like yeah yeah Yeah. and they just kind of met like face to face yeah 338 ultra mag bears are so tough they are man insane it took yeah. five before it went down it's crazy and thankfully it didn't come at us but if it takes yeah. like, what are you doing you're not gonna back me up i'm like you left me in the dust bro like you got, <laughs> got, got to stay with your hunting partner you can't leave yeah. them yeah rule number <laughs> one if yeah. you want them to back you up <laughs> it's like i told you they weren't on the street <laughs> so we ended up shooting that one like a couple hundred yards from our tent that morning you know it's just so funny how that happened sometimes but that was a close encounter and i yeah i felt pretty safe far back i think if i was up near him i would have lost it yeah i would have yeah. so i'm glad yeah, i was hard to deal with far yeah. back yeah <laughs> and i didn't have to like back him up or handle it i was just like i'll just film it but from back here you're on your own <laughs> that, that <laughs> thing was a monster too man Wasn't yeah nine, nine, nine and a half yeah, uh, yeah is that the yeah, one i just had up there yeah it is yeah, yeah, nine and half. yeah. that 338 holds five or do you have to reload he had oh, reload. okay okay yeah, yeah. Three and one in the chamber, so four? No, two oh. and one. Oh, wow. Damn. Did so, it yeah, ever see him? Is this one here? I think it Damn. did. Oh, that's it. Big uh, fat, big fat there's a, fish, fish bear. I think there's a photo of it in the dark that I... Maybe not. Yeah. I thought I posted a photo of it in the dark, like coming over the hill. You, you did, and it's got him as like a silhouette with a rifle, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or something like mm-hmm. that. I think that was around the time it got like dropped and got all weird and all that stuff. Oh, at the time. possibly, or maybe yeah. it was in a story or something. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah that's that pretty badass, so that though. that hunt kind of messed me up a little bit, but glad we got uh, that done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was the bow one right there? Uh, right there. 
Yeah, so that was the the bear I shot with the bow in 2019. Yep. That I overcame my bear fears on that, and then they came back. <laughs> yeah, ten, tenfold, tenfold, right? Yeah, <laughs> you got a good story on that one. What happened there? You got the waiters on. Um, yeah, I mean my my backstory was just the fear of bears, really, that I wanted to do it with a bow. So, my husband and I went in there, and it was like a different spot on the peninsula. But you know, we like to go off the beach because it's easy to get dropped with an airplane there and we don't like to keep our airplane on the beach because it will blow away um, in those storms so we usually have somebody drop us and we just weren't seeing a lot it was a weird fall because we had a super like weird winter and a weird summer and the fishing run was just really late so all of the salmon in this stream were still silver oh really they hadn't spawned out yet so the there were no bears fishing Uh so it was almost like a spring hunt because they were just transitioning you know through the beaches and through the creeks and none of them were fishing on the actual streams because they couldn't catch the salmon they weren't spawned out yet yeah this was in october it's really weird um we just had a super late run um so we didn't see much we had a couple like closer stocks and um this was like day four or five i believe and my husband (laughs) he had a machete and he was like trying to chop an alder or something and he went right through his shin all the way oh, to oh, the shit. bone on one, one day we were glassing and he just, just went into away. shock you know and that's one thing that like if you're a hunter you're outside a lot like it's really good to know wilderness first aid yeah. <laughs> because shit. crap happens you know mm-hmm. um and it's always good to be prepared and so thankfully we had a little kit and we even had a suture and don't recommend to like suture yourself up because it can get infected but in this case like he had the right stuff to do it so he actually didn't want me to do it so he in shock um sewed up his own machete chop <laughs> on oh his leg <laughs> he is a tough Jeez. man Rambo. um and i just kind of videoed <laughs> it like all right dude like go for it so he sewed it up and you know cleaned it out good and took some antibiotics and stuff <laughs> I was like, oh, oh man, man. must have been hurting Hopefully you. Hopefully that doesn't get uh, infected while we're out here. Um, and then the next day, we were just sitting up on the hill, and you just glass, you know, dawn till dusk with bears. You just try not to spread a lot of scent. And I got really mad because this fish and wildlife law enforcement officer landed on the beach. I didn't even have anything down. Like, they just come, you know, check you for your licenses or whatever because depending on what land you're on, they want to check it, whether it's the park service or um fish and wildlife but he like tromped through our whole hunting grounds and zigzagged the entire thing like touched all the branches you know when you bear hunt you're super scent conscious mm-hmm. and for four days i was like taking the same trail making sure we weren't spreading much scent even though it's like going around the air but i was really mad because he tromped through the whole thing and he zigzagged and he came all the way up there just to check our license and I was so pissed. Was just for like, breezing everywhere. I am hunting. <laughs> like, can you come She's check me after I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can you like come check me after I kill an animal or something? Um, but anyway, I checked our stuff. He left. I thought the hunt was over. Yeah. And right as he took off, this bear starts coming down the beach in the middle of the day, and it was just going to come up the creek perfectly, where I had a perfect opportunity to like run down and stalk it in the grass. So my husband's like, you're ready to go? I'm like, yeah, let's go. So we just ran full speed down there. Um, and I got into position and this thing was like working its way right at me to where it was on the same side of the creek as me and it was going to be on top of me. And I, I had to like scoot back. So I scooted back like five yards. So it would walk five yards by me, but then right at about 60 yards away, 
it decided to cross the creek and went to the other side. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I've got some distance distance, between us. But then I had to kind of crawl up closer to the edge because it was now like an 80 yard gap. And again, always freaking windy where we live. I had another 25 to 30 mile per hour crosswind, like gusting. So it's a good thing I practiced my bow in the wind all the time (laughs) because it was really windy. Um, And right when it got to about 50 yards, I just ranged, pulled back, stuck it with one arrow and it ran like maybe 200 yards and fell down and and died and my husband is so like he's just not patient enough with a bow he likes to bow hunt but he rarely does it because he's like oh i'm just gonna grab the rifle and do it and so even after i shot with a bow he's like here's the rifle you know and he was gonna be my backup (laughs) if it were to come across the creek but thankfully it didn't see us so when you archery hunt a bear a don't let it see you um kind of like our snow situation Um, But you kind of like hit the ground. So I shot and I got down low so it wouldn't see me. Because if they see where it came from, they'll come attack you. Yeah. But it didn't. Thankfully, it went the other way. And my husband's like, here's the rifle. Shoot it again. I'm like, no, uh, this is full archery. Like, I I, I can do this. And I never never shot it again. It took one arrow. Nice. um, And it just kind of cartwheeled in there. It rolled around for a little bit and then died. But, man, those bears are tough, too. And that was an eight-and-a-half-foot sow. But still, I mean, it was, like, a really cool experience to, like, stock up on a brown bear and <laughs> do that with a bow, oh, and I'll bet. never do it again. <laughs> now that, now Your that first that, and only bow bear? Yeah. <laughs> Especially after the mountain thing. and then Yeah. The, yeah. It was funny, because after that, I was like, oh, that was easy. And um, I started shooting traditional a little bit, and I do both. I haven't yet gained the confidence to shoot with a trad, like, hunt with a trad bow, I mean. I want to like get really good first before I try to shoot a moose with it or something. But uh, I had this goal after that hunt. I was like, one day I'm going to get a brown bear with my trap bow. And then after this, hunt, I was like, why did I even make that goal? (laughs) Not doing that. And maybe that needed to happen. So I didn't shoot one with my trap bow and get killed. That that goal is okay to back out (laughs) on. That that goal can be X'd off the list. Yeah. (laughs) It was a nice conversation. (laughs) It was a good thought at the time. (laughs) So... Yeah, lots of bear bear stories. What um, kind of bow is that? That's a Bowtech Realm SR6. Yeah, I I can't shoot women's bows; they're too flimsy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but really? I really like that one. Yeah. Is there a big I, difference? Uh, you just pull more weight. Oh. Like a lot of the women's don't go t- super high. I like to shoot at least sixty, mm. maybe like sixty-two if I can. Okay. Um. So I, I like that bow a lot, but yeah, it is heavier than like a women's bow, you know. Mm. Yeah, my son just told me he wants to start bow hunting. Oh, that's cool. The young, yeah, the one who's playing. not in my oldest is super into outdoors, oh, into really? hunting and fishing. The other one is like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I'd I have one kid like that. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with it. Like, yeah, you can do whatever. Yeah, but then in that. Arizona, for some reason, he's like, Poppy, <laughs> I want I'll a bow. I was like, You do? That's cool. I was like, Psh, Okay. Got to bring him out. Coming up. Yeah, yeah, bring him out to Kincaid with us. Yeah, Let's so I'll get him one, and then I got to get me one. Yeah, yeah, and even if he does decides mm-hmm. he doesn't want to try to take an animal with it, it's still a really kick-ass yeah. hobby. It's mm-hmm. an awesome something fun to do. Hobby, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always oh. wanted to get a moose with my bow, and that was really cool. It's oh, like, oh, call him in that close. Yeah, like you were close, you know, and yeah. Mm-hmm. When I got this year, like tried to kill me, but doesn't <laughs> know <What? laughs> it. It came running at me to fight me. After you shot it? No, before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was crashing through the brush, Uh and it just came running full speed. Like, I thought it was going to come in nice and slow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Not always. He just came (laughs) running into 17 yards and then started circling, like, where is he? (laughs) 
um, and I shot him at 17. But With that same bow? Yeah. Sweet. Nice. Is that the one that went down and then the other one came out of the, the alders? The video that you have? Video. You guys had to chase Sorry. one off or something? Uh, it like might that. be your husband's video, actually. Jeez, so many videos. Oh, that was him. Yeah, that was on his hunt with his buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah, they oh, okay. shot like a 75-inch moose and then like a 65 like pretty nice bull came out and was like trying yeah. to fight the dead moose on the ground that one yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> get up one. you scrub i was going after that bull i was trying to find him because he was nice and my husband passed him up I'm like you were freaking crazy to pass that thing up like that yeah, was a nice monster. bull yeah and so that's the one i was looking for and then we ran into this one and it didn't look huge to me again i was just like i'm getting this thing with my bow kind of like the caribou thing and then we ended up scoring him, and he's like, oh, "That thing's huge, the biggest moose I've ever killed." You know, <laughs> so yeah. it's funny how that works. <laughs> I uh, was not going for unbelievable, a monster. <laughs> uh, unbelievable uh, animal quality in terms of like size oh, yeah. and maturity. Yeah. Um, yeah, that you have access to as far as like caribou moose bear. Like, you still are guys are out there finding like Jurassic Park mm-hmm. critters, and um, my husband is a to, moose. They're still out there. Yeah. yeah, he's obsessed. Who's obsessed? Like Let's take a quick second here and uh, get one more shout, shout out. out to the sponsors, and then I have a special request for you. Okay. <laughs> the Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day, because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. 
yeah, even talking about it now, it's still like it makes me shake a little. <laughs> yeah, um, Tana. Um, all the uh, guests that come in that are hunters, we ask them to give us their best moose call. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a moose call. Dude, Ga- Galen's is pretty hard to beat, dude. No, Galen's Have you ever had a woman do it? No, no, no. no. That's why. Oh, that's yes. why that's, we need you. That's to the do. problem. <laughs> Women don't have a deep enough voice. Let's give Maybe give us your best. Call. Give us your best. Uh, oh. Cow call. Moose. No pressure, Tana. No pressure. Well, I can't grunt, so. I know when Adam <laughs> when Adam <laughs> listens to this, he's probably just laughing right now because <laughs> he's not listening yet. But when he does listen, this is the part where he's gonna like lean back and just like. This is why I take <laughs> men moose hunting. <laughs> oh, women can call moose, Tana. Show us how it's done. <gasps> okay. <laughs> if you got to stand up, you can. <laughs> It was good and nasally. Yeah. That's always the best ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got to make it like real, a little real bit of nasally whitey. Yeah, get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gotta good. get the oh, Well done, pitch. well done, well done. Yeah, it and was, it was on, and it was like we put you on the spot. So I'm sure if you're like out there, no, you just did some scraping. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I can, all right. I can rake. I can, you know. Yeah, it's hard with like a woman's voice and grunting is like near impossible. I think. Yeah. Well, we'll give you a pass since how you can pack out 100-pound quarters. So we'll give you a pass. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, do you guys have some sort of deal with QU, or you just feel that's the best gear? I think it's the best. I've always used it. Yeah. 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 They don't really sponsor anybody um, that I know of, really. Like, you might get a guide discount or something. but mm-hmm. um, And that's one thing that I've just loved about him from the start is my very first sheep hunt i went on nine years ago i drew a delta tag super lucky like first year that i put in and my dad almost died of hypothermia what the walk-in or fly yeah walk-in yeah um and my dad almost died of hypothermia and i also got pretty hypothermic because i didn't have the best gear and you know i mean that probably happens a lot when people first come to alaska and they don't know what the heck they're doing and they're yep. used to doing day hunts in the lower 48 when it where it doesn't you know blow like it does here and get like hurricane type weather um so i just had really really crappy gear and after that hunt i was like i need to up my game because it's not worth dying over and <laughs> you got to have good quality stuff when you're out for a long time and so i'd heard guys around here talking about kuyu a lot and then I try to see what the guides are doing. Like, what are the guides wearing? Mm-hmm. What kind of optics are they using? Because they spend most of their time in the field. And so whatever they have is going to perform well. Um, so, you know, I started getting Kuyu and I, I wear the men's stuff and it's, you know, baggy. But, I mean, it's okay and, and it works. Like, it would be nice if they had one that, like, fit women. But, I mean, I've stayed very dry and really bad conditions i've taken heli hansen rain gear and soaked through and i'll put key on and i don't get soaked yeah like yep. it's insane i'm like how is my heli hansen soaked right now like all the way through in 45 minutes this is ridiculous <laughs> like yeah, this absolutely. is a- actual rain gear and it's not working um but you know there's always that rain that it might penetrate through somehow but yeah it's always performed really well for me it's super light i like carrying really light stuff and i don't know i just like their gear it's not just 
I mean, I don't know if I look good in it because it's huge, but <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I, you got to look pretty for the gram. So it's yeah. so maybe much I better should go get some like women's pink or something. <laughs> to look better. <laughs> I, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't um, shifted their market yeah. towards um, female uh, apparel and, and hunting gear, but I'm pretty sure it's coming. I'm sure. Um, yeah. With, with the growing popularity and hunting um, every year. Well, they got kid stuff. Well, well, that and just yeah. the the women um, are exploding. Like the yes, the women's exactly. hunting. Thank you. Yeah, empire. I was, I was like to that. Yeah. holy crap! It's one of the fastest growing, you know, groups in the hunting world right now. It's crazy. Well, and then there's like a lot of people like to buy hunting gear that they don't even really hunt. They just like the gear because it looks cool and stuff. Too. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> there's a market for that. I yeah, mean, there's a market for that. Absolutely. I'm not saying that's like a bad thing. I'm right. just saying yeah. it's like the shit looks good. Yeah. It fits good. Yeah. You know, if you buy Sitka, Kuyu, you know, some some of the other manufacturers, they, they make nice athletic fitted yeah. gear. I mean, I wear Sitka pants like to work. Like I, I yeah, they're, 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 they're rugged. Right. They, like, they, yeah. they stretch. They're comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't really. They breathe. Yeah. I haven't gone to the Kuyu um, to that side yet so much. But uh, Ugh, your Sitka wears. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, I'll tell you this. I had QU before anyone knew what it was. Yeah, when they like used to still stitch their logo, and now it's all like stickers. Yeah. yeah. I have all the stuff That's still right. stitched I have on. Some no. stitch stuff, too. That's how you yeah. know yeah. if you're the OG. What the did we OG, used to call yeah. it? We, we used to call oh, it. Oh, the African. The African Deer Company. Because yeah, people would be right. like, what is that? Where'd you get that from? Before it like blew up. Yeah. And just the same, there was, there used to be a TV show or like a. I, I want to say it was on TV. Um, it was called Kodiak. I want to say there was like a few episodes and it was all like bear hunting. And I saw a guide on there who had this camel and I was like, what is that? Yeah. yeah. And, and then my friend who lives in the nail chick, shout out, she was on the show, Kelsey. Um, she's like, this is what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, $2,000 later. Yeah. I was yeah. Fully kitted. yeah. The I new Velo camo pattern is legit. For yeah, like the jacket you got now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is really, really dope. Really, I like really that. awesome for our kind of tundra and grassy mm -hmm. kind of yeah. you know, environment. And the other thing for me is, you know, I, A, want gear that performs. Like, I don't really care what it looks like. It needs to perform well. It needs to keep me warm. It needs to keep me dry. But I also want a company that has values that I align with. It really go. drives me crazy when these companies, you know, sponsor these influencers or, you know, these certain women that have never really hunted in their life, but they like pose with it and they have a billion followers. So the company gives them free stuff to like get more followers. Like that stuff drives me absolutely insane. Yeah. And Kuyu doesn't do that. And that's why another reason why I love yeah. their stuff because mm -hmm. they don't stoop down to that level of like, oh, we'll give everybody, anybody yeah. free stuff because they have a bunch of followers. Promote it, yeah. um, they just care about like the quality product and they know that people will buy it if they like it. And that's, that aligns with at least the values that I like. So yeah, yeah. they're a pretty cool yeah. company. Solid. I got my eye on that Kafaru coat too. That yeah, uh, yeah. I have the <laughs> what is it called? Clone. The Lost Park. Lost Parka. Yeah. Lost Park. Yeah. Parka. Yeah, or is that waterproof? Um, it's no. a synthetic. It's kind of like a synthetic puffy, yeah. but it's, it's a little like more a durable. DWR yeah. like coating, so it's like yeah. resistant, but mm -hmm. not totally. Yeah. Yeah. But now I got that Kuyu Super Down, like or not the Super Down, the burner. Oh, how is that mm. one? Oh my gosh, yeah. it's amazing. Burner? What is it? <laughs> it's, it's a, a new, burner like, jacket. It's like. It like has almost em enough down to fill a sleeping bag and it's just in the coat mm -hmm. and it's wind resistant and waterproof. Oh, nice. And I took oh, that on Kodiak this year and it was amazing. Oh yeah. I was in like snow sleet. Is that the awesome. solid jacket? Super you had? warm. It's yeah, a solid, the solid color. 
Yeah, you can get it in camo, but I bought it in gray because I just yeah, use it as my yeah. winter coat. Well, yeah, I, I seen that um, that deer hunt and yeah. goat hunt and everything. I just deer hunt going all of it. Yeah. Uh, I seen that. I was like, oh, man, that must be new. So warm. Yeah. <laughs> so warm. It's like 800 right. bucks, but ugh. Yeah, well, so super warm. Worth every, worth every penny. You probably would have loved having it on that barrel hunt, right? Exactly. And then, oh, this is another really good tip that I'm going to share that I learned this last weekend. I went to a, a women's, like, survival retreat in Idaho um, with a girl named Tara Bell. She owns a company called Idaho Thunderbird, and she puts on these, like, cool survival camps for women and men, but also does, like, precision rifle camps. And oh, um, wow, this cool. one was, like, a winter one. So we did, you know, like, split boarding and snowmobiling and avalanche stuff and all that. But... um one tip that she shared that I am so mad I never just thought of, and maybe everybody knows this, but you could take, you know, a Nalgene and uh, boil water and put it in your Nalgene, put it in your sleeping bag, yeah. also have your bivy mm. sack, and yeah. it acts like a sauna. And I'm like, how did I never, ever think of that? Yeah. To put boiling water in a Nalgene and, like, sleep with it. Yep. And That's- we did that. Like, we made a little, like you know <laughs> bed with that and it was so warm yeah so i'm like man that's gonna save my life next time <laughs> well, kind of <laughs> aligns with how they used to um heat up the rocks and then bury them yeah. under, under them when they would sleep mm-hmm. and actually we had a um denali mountain climber dana, yeah, dana uh, right dana yeah. right mm-hmm. okay that was the first time he said that's what we would do we would boil yeah. the water yep. put in our things it's and freaking put it in genius it seems so simple but i'm like why did i not know this before <laughs> you guys tell me this stuff now we all know now everybody knows take an algene boil water sleep with it if you're cold and you need to be on a mountain i don't always carry a sleeping bag with me though but i always always like at a bare minimum have a little baby sack you know those little little survival blankets but it's like a sack instead of just a flat thing you have to wrap around yeah 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 they Um, don't go back in the thing very well no they don't (laughs) (laughs) and then the like some kind of tarp like a seek outside or whatever kind of like really small light packable tarp and then, you know, you can use sticks or rocks or whatever, stakes. Um, and then you have your trekking poles. And you can make any sort of shelter with that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had yeah. to bust out that um, little orange thing yet. But I had a buddy who did on a sheep hunt last year. And it was hilarious trying to watch him stuff it back in. <laughs> Doesn't go back in that one. Unfortunately, I've slept under that thing more than once. <laughs> I somehow always get myself in these situations that are, like, way too far away from camp for too long. But. It's so much better than like the space blanket that we used to have. Mm-hmm. I've slept under that. I a like lot the of babies times. a lot. They suck. A lot better. So, um, we are now going to do something that you do on your page with Adam. Um, oh geez. Ask Adam. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Yeah. Ask Adam. <laughs> ask Adam anything. <laughs> ask Adam anything. Those, are, you guys those are pretty darn entertaining. Oh, it's so great. I love them. I love them. It's I think favorite. I've lost a lot of followers, but I've also gained some really hardcore fans <laughs> because uh-huh. he's yeah. so transparent and honest <laughs> and blunt. So we're going to do Ask Tana. Ask Tana. Okay. Ask Tana. It's not going to be as entertaining, but. Sure it will. <laughs> could I, uh, could I, could I switch with you? Like you read one, I read one. Sure. You read one, I read one. Sure. Switch. Sure. Oh, wait, you can't sure. look. You can't look. You can't sure. Look. Oh, you, can't look. you, you can't have look. questions. You have <laughs> yes, we have them up cool. on the screen. That, that's why we put the guest right there and then the screen. Okay. <laughs> Do you have shampoo in your pack? No. Favorite game meat? Caribou in velvet. Oh, nice. Before the rut. Do not well, eat obviously. in the rut. I mean, don't but, kill them in the rut. Just yeah, don't. No, way. <laughs> no, don't. I, but I, if you kill them in I, August, they're the best meat. So you've had rutted caribou? Oh, yeah. 
is that just the nastiest? It literally is the nastiest. Oh. I mean, I've, I've heard <laughs> that, I guess, you might be able to attest to this, that mule deer in the rut, I guess, is like the worst. But um, I guess caribou is yeah. like toe to toe with like the worst. I would say it's probably the worst. I don't even know if a dog would eat it in the rut, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. And I've actually heard um, that too. But yeah, yeah, it's either the best or the worst meat, especially if you kill like a younger bull in velvet, you know, mid-August. Mm-hmm. It's so that's money, so good. But I think that's it also Kennedy's depends on the herd, um, mm. depending on what they're eating, the nutritional yeah. value, and what their bodies kind of like up. like and they eat. And I don't know mm-hmm. how healthy it is. Yeah. Yeah. Moose yeah. call with hands or device? Hands, or like you can't use an electronic, but no, like um, a bullhorn or something. Yeah, so device after isn't probably the best thing. It would be more like a, a call tool or something. A tool, yeah. yeah. Um, so we used to have that big thing, but it was heavy. And so we actually take just an empty oil can mm. um, and just like cut, cut the off end the off of it and then spray paint were, it. Were you referring to a bull magnet? Like the actual yeah. fiberglass like cone thing? We've tried that. It's just heavy to pack around. Yeah. It's kind it of just doesn't thing. go anywhere. It just like yeah. flops It's just around like everywhere. a big oil can. It's super light and you just, you know, tack, attach it to your pack through the handle and yeah. Um, or you can use your hands too, but. You can also rake with the oil can, so that's mm-hmm. nice to have. Yeah, I yeah, do the boat paddle thing at all. <sighs> like a, a boat paddle? Yeah, like a canoe paddle. So I haven't done that, and I want to start doing that because yeah. I've heard really good things, and I had one works, bull Tana. that it I works. tried to call bull in for my brother with his bow, and it held up at like 80, and I couldn't get mm. him any closer. And if I had something to flash, yeah, yeah. I bet he would have come in. And that's what's cool about the paddle is you can kind of flash yeah. it up there so it looks like a... An antler kind of yeah. flashing out. Jim Shockey approved. Uh, so. Oh, Jim Shockey. Yeah, Jim, Jim Shockey taught me that one. So. <laughs> My, yeah, exactly. He taught us all that. My husband took out like a, a short one last year and it worked amazing. So yeah, we're going to definitely yeah. do that now. But I, I haven't personally done it yet. They're definitely key. So yeah. being a or stylish uh, dressed hunter. Super are you, uh, stylish. Super stylish. Are you uh, camp shoes or Crocs? I don't own Crocs. Isn't that bad? Good for you. What? My husband wears Crocs 24-7. Yeah. He's probably got like three different pairs for three different things. Yeah. I have like camp slippers, like an extra tough. Or I really like the Wiggies booties. Yes. Oh, yeah. But like the, they're puffy they're like, and they're warm mm-hmm. and I yep. sleep with them. And, nice. and you can just get out and go pee and yeah. go back in. Um, yeah. Side question. Is that your sleeping bag? Wiggies? I do have the negative 20 and the negative 60. And those but are I like, don't oh. carry that. Like if I do okay. a backpacking trek, yeah, I don't no, no, like base camp. I yeah. definitely use those because I'm I run cold. Um, so yeah, I love those. Mm. And the Wiggies over boots are amazing for crossing creeks. Mm. Always oh, have yeah, those totally. in my pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite sport other than hunting? Snowboarding. Oh, good yeah. answer. Yeah. Good answer. Nice. I like this one. Bow or rifle? Preference bow. But I do both. You know, I, I will She's throw like, down the bow. It depends on what you're rifle. shooting. Yeah. All right. Moose and caribou, where's my bow? I actually, I don't know. Bear. It's a toss-up. I love both. Uh, ocean or river fishing? River. I get seasick. Oh, well, what about the Mexico? Didn't you guys, I say you're we Mexico did, with and some. We did, and surprisingly, did yeah. yeah, we we got a bunch of marlin. I took some kind of Mexican drug. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like Worked a drug, but it was, it was like a Zofran. But oh, for a, seasickness? But a Mexican, you know, mm. version, so you don't need a prescription. Like, dra- like dramamine? Oh. T- it's like the, I think it's like the nausea medication they give you in the hospital after surgery. Like mm. the, oh. the strong stuff. Okay. <laughs> and this guy, the 
the boat owner he's like here take some of this i'm like what is this he's like it it works real good <laughs> so i took it and i don't normally just take stuff but i was desperate and it worked really well i didn't get it seasick so i don't know maybe ocean fishing should be my new fave with More that bueno. yeah yeah it didn't make you feel tired or like groggy or nothing? no it was way better than dramamine or anything wow. i've tried yeah because that stuff yeah. usually makes you feel so tired no, I was Drowsy. like on it, felt good, didn't get nauseous. And we had, I mean, we also picked a pretty calm sea day, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had some rollers and stuff. And yeah, we caught a lot of more. And that was so much fun. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that's not an easy fish to just like catch multiple of. Yeah. But I love like king fishing. That's probably my favorite, like in the river. Yeah. Fishing. Oh, it's well, fly rod or? Um, I'm not great oh, man, at man, I think fishing. you jumped, I think you already <laughs> jumped yeah. ahead of one of the questions um, right there, Jack. No, I like. That's all right. Well, I'll do like spawned out kings on a fly rod, but mm. yeah. yeah. Other than that, no. Uh, this one might be. I think we already got an answer, maybe for this one, but I'm asking anyway. Revolver or semi-auto? Revolver, a thousand percent. Yes, it's kind of what I figured you'd mm. say. <laughs> I've been in the arguments Seems how with it saved people. Your life. Uh, I think it's easy to choose, right? Yeah, and there's yeah. another guy. I don't know if you know Brett Bone. Um, but mm-hmm. his dad was the one that like got his face ripped off. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Grizzly, yeah. Like, er- on the Russian right? Denali Highway. Yeah, like oh, that, oh, five okay, or six years ago. Yeah. yeah, and he also saved him with a 454 Casul. So, um, oh, okay, that's right. I mean, my take is you need like big, strong punch and yeah, makes a big power. hole, yeah. and not more rounds isn't always going to save you. Like. If you're in a true emergency, you probably don't have time to get off 10 to 15 shots. You know, one, yeah. you've got maybe yeah, a couple lucky, to five. Yeah. Um, but my brother, after that experience, he bought a 500. He's like, I'm going big, big. Yeah. biggest I can guess. So he got a 500. And um, one of our buddies out in Dillingham got a 500 after that experience. And he had a close call and they took down a nine footer with one shot with a 500. Oh, wow. So That's what my brother has. And it is not fun to shoot. But you have oh, to, yeah, no. you have to like be pretty comfortable and, I have the um, Raging Hunter um, 454, and I actually like it with the longer barrel. Like, I can handle that well, and I'm not, like, Is that you know, the six-inch on that one? Um, mine's an eight. Oh, my, wow. My husband's oh, wow. is a straight, six. Straight Dirty Harry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is an eight, and it actually helps with the recoil. Um, oh, right. But, yeah, yeah just definitely. it's so long on me. Um, but my husband's is the, the six and that's what saved our life. But re- mm-hmm. like literally the next day, my husband bought one for me too. Mm-hmm. And I don't go anywhere without it. What's your thoughts on spray? <sighs> I would never trust it. Where we're at, it's always windy. I mean, mm. it might be a good backup, but, and some people prefer it, but honestly, like <sighs> I just want to kill the thing, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, better be safe. And I'm always hunting with the wind in my face. So what do you do when it's pulling 30 and you've got the wind in your face and a bear comes at you, you spray yourself and then you're out. You, well, I mean, you have to think no about way. the wind in an uh-huh. emergency situation. Do you have time to get down or upwind? No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't personally care, but I know a lot of people do and it's saved people before. So it's better than nothing. Whatever you can yeah, carry. I think, uh, to your point, I think it's just per application. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if you're running a trail behind your house every day and yeah, you're like, hey, it's not real windy a lot and I can spray, you know, you practice and you go out and mm-hmm. spray and it goes 10 feet away and you're like, all right, cool. But if you're hunting in the open tundra 
or the mountaintops where it's blowing, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, that yeah. spray ain't going to do a whole lot for you. To me, it's not an and, or it's not an, an, an or situation. It's, it's like, an oh, and. yeah, like so you might like have it also. Your, yeah. In your situation, if I you guys had, had yeah. bear spray, you'd be a little bit probably. more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So carrying both and it's super light. Yeah. So yeah. That's a good point, that Jack. Anything? Really yeah. good point. Yeah. If you're going to carry, I would definitely have a gun too. If you feel comfortable with a gun. If not, like anything's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, backpacking gear. So tent or teepee? Tent. I don't know. We're going to try a teepee this year, but. Mm. Oh, so you, like you're biased to tent because you haven't tried a teepee. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Just going to we'll say see. it. You're going to love it. Better? it. <laughs> you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Yeah, we we Kafari did Kafari sent for, us a TP to try, so I'm like, yeah. we'll try it. Oh, <laughs> nice. Dude, sick. Nice. Yeah, My brother no, has that great. eight man. It's amazing. Too much Is for it? a sheep hunt. But uh, how does it? It does really good in the wind. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we on our sheep hunts, we were using the black diamond one. Okay. Amazing. Like it's not gonna blow no. her and get. I mean, we've been in some straight gale force. It doesn't have a floor. No floor. Nope. See, that's what I'm like. I know yeah. it's weird, but you get. But over once it. you get past that, you yeah. you can't go back to the tent because you have so much room in that TP. Okay. You should be like, oh man, we're just gonna stay okay. here today. Well, I'll be open minded. Seek, seek outside tarp. You put it down. You know? Yeah, or like you're a, already carrying mm-hmm. it. Put that just on the ground. Get a good one of those yeah, rests. Like just a good quality, like thin tarp, air pad. Is it hard bag. though? Like I'm always in the wet, wet tundra. I mean, does it dry out once you're so kind of in that, it for a little that bit? That might be a little yeah. different. I mean, I, we have never really messed with it around around in like wetlands this is all alpine right you know four or five thousand feet and um on rocks and mm. yeah, yeah. Wet, wet stuff but Just not throw like a footprint down a waterproof yeah. footprint i mean if you're like setting a teepee up on a sponge i i think i would maybe have a little bit different like <laughs> outlook on like laying down on like a soaking wet sponge and then your teepee and all your you stuff have to have a car or something <laughs> Well, no, they sell those little, like, actual tarps. They're, yeah. like, six yeah. by four. It's the bottom of a tent. Yeah. You put that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Be the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Super light. Yeah. yeah. Halibut or salmon? Halibut. Yeah. Sadly, I mean, we have the best salmon ever, but I get sick of it because we have so much of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so spoiled. <laughs> One of, but two, halibut's two of a delicacy. freezers are full of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because we get to do the subsistence, like, net we don't dip net we just put the whole net out <laughs> just yeah. fill yes. it up and the kids pick the net and oh yeah. that's a lot of work i bet that's fun though that's the best way to fish yeah because it's called catching <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> you don't miss them <laughs> yeah miss i haven't them. done a lot of catching i just do a lot of fishing <laughs> uh synthetic or down oh i have both um which one down do is good i would prefer down if i can stay dry because it's warmer Warm. but synthetic is good to have if it's wet so i do have a down sleeping bag but i just am hesitant to take it sometimes when it's really wet out. as long as you can keep it dry i keep all my stuff in dry bags as most people probably do up here yeah but yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it can still get wet and then when it gets wet you're screwed so yeah and it's like the key is to find the synthetic that's yeah. almost as warm as down right yeah <laughs> but i love like the kuyu super down I definitely bring yeah. that as my layers, but I don't wear it on the outside because I don't want to get it wet. Gotcha. But I'll yeah. I'll use that as a sleeping bag too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, for skinning blades, solid blade or replaceable? I usually use replaceable because I hate sharpening stuff. Is that you go but, Havilon? Yeah. Yeah. Barracuda? Unless there's something better. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing yet. That's. 
but it's kind of hard like where do you buy blades because sometimes I buy blades that are super sharp and then sometimes I buy them and they're super dull and it's yeah, it just depends on the quality that you mm -hmm. get but then we bought we started buying these tiny little scalpel like surgery blades that fit on the Havilon and we do that for skinning like wolverines and um, we've been using that oh, for yeah. beavers and wolverines and stuff. Yeah, the and smaller, amazing. the smaller animals to deal with. Yeah, like they're yeah. tiny little Havilon-looking mm. blades. You know, mm -hmm. um, I forget what brand it is, but they're freaking sweet and they're super sharp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I like to replace it out and use the bigger Havilon for fillet blade, for like fish or yeah. cutting up a big quarter or yeah. processing. Oh, I never thought about it for filleting. Yeah, the long one. Yeah, the yeah, longer one is really good. Oh man, it's so sharp. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Almost cuts into the bone if you're not careful, right? Like slice your right finger off. Right. Totally slice your finger off. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Adam, stitch me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like how many times we cut our fingers a year? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're a health and fitness nut, right? Mm -hmm. uh, most hated exercise. Bulgarian split squats. Whoa, that sounds painful. It's what? like I don't uh, know what that is. It would be like putting your foot on up elevated on a chair or a table mm -hmm. and lunging forward with weights and like lunging oh, with your it. foot elevated behind you. Man, I haven't done that one in a while. Ooh. That one is a good like one. it's so good, but it just hurts. Yeah, like your quad just like burns. <laughs> yeah, like it's just fire. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, oh, that's true. Uh, that's favorite cool. exercise? <sighs> Hiking. <laughs> in pursuit of animals, I don't just hike to hike, but. If I'm pursuing animals, I love to hike. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, nobody hates that. Or sh like <laughs> shed hunting, you know, that's, oh, I mean, yeah. it's all hiking. <laughs> so, hiking. That's right. Yeah, and you're hiking around in like some of that tussock. Some, like all. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> We mean, don't have like nice hard ground. Well, <laughs> really. I call it, yeah, I call it walking on a waterbed. Yeah. And that is, the, yeah. that's not easy, you know. Oh, dude, it's so tough. Yeah. Especially when it's swamp. Oh, man. Um, it's just like every step is tough on that note you've probably had to do this heaviest pack weight 130 to 135 probably on a waterbed <laughs> waterbed swamp <laughs> exactly <laughs> on a waterbed swamp exactly yeah. solids or camo camo yeah oh that's good man everybody's been saying solids because like oh they're all shifting to solid guy yeah, yeah, it's like the new trend, isn't it? Nice. Curb that trend, right? <laughs> yeah. Stick with those camo. I'll stay old school. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I don't know which is more old school. Probably solids. <laughs> actually, they are. Solids yeah. were before, way before camo. Plaid. Yeah, yeah plaid. Plaid, plaid. jeans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then it was Carhartts. Uh, favorite hunting boots? I wear Loa's right now. Mm. But, I don't know. They're really good. I've used yeah. Kinetrek. They kind of fell apart on me. Mm. So far, low has done me well. Yeah. Yeah. Got to try them all on, I think. Yeah, I'd love See to try Kenetrex. They seem like really good boots. I but had a pair like 10 years ago, and they <laughs> fell apart. And they they fell apart, too? Yep, and they weren't waterproof. And they said, yeah. Gore-Tex out of the box, walk across the creek. So I'm going to try wow. on my moose hunt this year. Sh is it called Schneeze or? Schneeze. Schneeze. Yeah. 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 They're Sympatex. Mm. And I don't know if there's any other boots that are Sympatex, but Sympatex is like way more waterproof than Gore-Tex. Oh. Like it, 
it's pounds per inch that they can take yeah. of water. Right. And I think Gore-Tex is like 10,000 and Simpatex is like 25,000. So oh, if you can yeah. find anything that's Simpatex, oh, it's wow. way more waterproof than Gore-Tex. Schmaze. So I'm going to try that this year just to see how waterproof they are. I think, I think Renella, Renella Meteor promotes those boots. Schnees. Oh, out, out of Idaho or something like that? Uh, or Bozeman. Montana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We got a bunch of boys on the slope used to use those. <coughs> Yeah, Sympatex is where it's at. <laughs> so, uh, oh, ahead, is, it, is, it, is it you? Nope, is go it ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, I guess it was you. I got and jumped ahead there. Got a little excited. Nope. Well, I, I, I saw the, the question, and we'd already kind of brushed on it. Yeah, so I skipped it. But um, I was going to ask anyway, because we, we were talking sleeping bags. So you got yeah. the you got the two wiggies, mm-hmm. then you said you got it down. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you actually put in a pack for a sheep hunt or, like, a bivy or like a tight one nighter or something. Do you have like a specific bag? Just my down layers. Oh. And uh oh, snap. um and a bivy sack. <laughs> if I'm doing well, if I'm coming from base camp. If I'm doing like a sheep hunt where I'm taking the tent with me, then I'll mm-hmm. do like a super light packable down, like the Kuyu down or something. Okay. But yeah, if I'm like leaving camp and I'm like, oh, if I sleep on the mountain, um, I'm pretty much using my down layers and do you exactly. actually sleep on the mountain without a bag? Dude, like, I've done it like eight times. Wow. <laughs> because yeah. I mean I haven't had to really I do just that, go that too far. <laughs> yeah. You just feel like you I would like never to leave get camp. that comfortable and you'd be laying on the rocks. Oh, it's not comfortable. You don't sleep. Yeah. It no. happened on my goat hunt. Um, because I didn't make it back. I actually crashed. My nutrition wasn't dialed enough and I didn't eat enough that day and my oh. body just failed. Uh, that was like six years ago. No, maybe five, something like that. Um, and yeah, we slept on the mountain in the alders and I just kept a fire going all night, but I didn't sleep. Yeah. It's mainly just like making it through the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, Survive it's happened a someone. lot it, and it's probably myself putting, you know, us yeah. in that situation because I, I like to hunt hard. <laughs> what is the tent you burn? Um, not base tent. Actually, yeah, base tent. And base camp like tent like a moose or a bear hunt we do like the, just the cabela six man guide, guide. yeah yep. those Bullet, are awesome bomb they shelter. Are. yeah, yeah. work great in the wind um small packable the kuyu two man mm-hmm. the nice. four season tent or whatever that's called yeah yep. that's great that's a little light. bright orange one right um, um, ours is gray but okay. they, they did have an orange one at one yeah. point yeah. but i don't know maybe i'll do a tp now if that's light Telling you. It's way lighter. <laughs> Super light. Way lighter. Yeah. Takes and do up you way just less use time. poles or sticks or what? Do you um, I, I, we bring the pole that comes with it that collapses. Okay. Carbon, carbon fiber. Okay. Yeah, it's really That's light. light. Works really good. You can also use your trekking poles. And yeah. Like give them like a, with a little kit to put yeah. them together. Yeah. I want to say that um, Black Diamond, um, what the hell is that thing called? The model of it? The Megalite? Yep. Or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Megalite. I, th- I think it's um, altogether like. 2.8 pounds with the pole yeah oh really yeah, yeah and, and, and that's it, amazing yeah and then it packs down just the teepee which you can ball up the right. the um the stakes in there is about the size of a football mm-hmm. so it's about you know like that and then you got the carbon fiber that breaks down telescopic or no not telescopic i said like actually like breaks down like a um tent pole mm-hmm. and then you can just throw that on the side of your pack like you know on the side pocket or whatever mm-hmm. and it doesn't take up any space and it's super light um tears yeah. easy though so you gotta be careful with that when you're frustrated in the wind trying to put it up and oh you throw a rock and it like whew, 
yep. slices your tent six inches open, and you're like, and that's Whoops. yeah. I did hear that, that they're just <coughs> a little more fragile. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta yeah. be careful. You, but you tear them. Yeah, you sacrifice that with the weight. I yeah. guess. Yeah, and that yeah. was that was operator error. That wasn't like the, the yeah. That the was a little material. frustration. Yeah, the material failed. Rock. We're yeah. so hard on yeah. stuff. Though. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, we well, I think we had moved the TP like the third fucking time. Yeah. In yeah. a windstorm, and finally it was like, dude, let's get this thing like it's fine gale spot. force winds. Yeah, and then I like tossed a rock, and I look over, and it's like. <laughs> Daniel looks really at me. Cute. He's like, "Was that worth it?" I was like, "No." Fucking <laughs> 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 no, calm down. I'm like, yep, "Calm down, real quick." <laughs> uh, hardest physical thing you've done? That bear hunt for sure. Mm -hmm. Challenged my body, physical and mental. Yeah, because we couldn't eat. That was the other thing. You're under so much adrenaline, you can't eat. Your body doesn't care. Yeah. And so we you basically just, like, hiked for like 24 hours solid with 100 pound packs plus. Um, you know, and pouring rain. And the thing that made me so mad is it did not stop raining until we got to the tent. Right, we got to the tent the following night. The sun came out, the rain stopped. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> you waited till we got back. To <laughs> um, but yeah, that was physically very demanding. You needed the extra motivation. Yeah. Get Seriously, I was like, tent. I just want to get to the tent. <laughs> just get me there. <laughs> so when you're not suffering pure trauma and, uh, <laughs> you know, survival mode, uh, what would yeah. be your favorite dehydrated meal? Peak. Yeah. Peak. Yeah. What Which flavor? one, though? Ooh. So I've got um, issues with gluten and dairy. Oh. So I stick with the mountain berry granola mm. a lot, and I add protein powder in it because I like extra protein. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. And then sometimes I had chia seeds for fiber because you don't get a lot of that when you're not mm -hmm. eating a lot of fresh food. Mm. Helps your digestion, pro tip. Um, and then I really like the chicken coconut curry. That one's really good. And then their venison one that. they came out with. Yeah. It's just like seasonal. They come out with it maybe once a year. Mm -hmm. Like the venison casserole is so good. Mm. It's like deer and rice and veggies and like some kind of creamy sauce. Right. Is that yeah. one of the Chad Mendes? I think, I think so. Yeah, it's got yeah. the bison and the yeah. venison. Oh, it's and so good. Yeah. That sweet pork one, though. Mm. Oh, is it good? Do you I like the tortillas and stuff? Oh, I could do it tonight. <laughs> but I also am getting a freeze dryer. Like, I'm getting my own, and I'm going to do my own meals, too. Oh, that's nice. Rad. Yeah. That's, like, next level, man. Oh, it's good. It's the way to go. Then you can have yeah. exactly what you want. I know. Mm. I'm trying to convince my husband that we should buy it. He's like, no, we're building a house. We can't buy a freeze dryer. I'm like, well, I'm not It goes in the house. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's good for food storage. Yeah survival <laughs> uh when you're backpacking you use camelback or water water bottle so this is one that's really important because a lot of people get dehydrated and so i like to always have a big water bladder that's at least 100 ounces and then also bring a wow. nalgene because with the nalgene you can mix in electrolytes in small amounts or you could do like a a carbohydrate type gatorade or something for quick energy if you're like crashing and don't want to eat anything or you can use it for the boiling water bottle trick right, right. but most of the time if you have like a water bottle in your pack you have to like stop and get it out to drink and people get really dehydrated that way and that's a really quick way to like lower your performance and so if you can sip on water the whole time like that's the best thing so i usually carry both which electrolytes do you add um i like wilderness athlete a lot they're one of my favorite mm. supplement companies because they're they're a great company, good values, but also their ingredients are solid. Like their ingredients from a nutritionist perspective are really quality um, and not too many preservatives and stuff like that. So I love their 
electrolytes to hydrate and recover. They also have an energy one. Um, and then I use this stuff called Carbolin. And you can get it off Amazon or whatever, but it's it's like an intro workout carb. If anybody that like bodybuilds or works out hard knows to like drink carbs during their workout, do. you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a really good thing to add into your water. It's kind of like a Gatorade, but you're basically getting like lots of quick, fast energy carbs by drinking that. And so you don't have to like stop and eat all the time. And if I mm. sip on that the whole time, like I just, I can go forever. Uh, what was it called again? Carbolin. Carbolin. R-B-O-L-Y-N. Carbolin. And it's just an intra-workout carb that like bodybuilders use for their workouts, but I use in the middle of hunt because, or you could use Gatorade or I guess any kind of like sugary powder. Yeah. Um, anything your body could just quickly digest, turn into energy and like psh, Keep help going. you go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite candy? I don't really eat a lot of candy. You don't, <laughs> you don't pack candy if, bars or anything? If I do for hunting, no, because my stomach is so sensitive. Like, it almost mm. makes me sick. But mm. if I do need something quick, I'll go for a Snickers because you've got, like, the fats and the protein yep. of the yep. nuts. And yep. so it, like, balances mm. your blood sugar better. If you just eat, like, straight sugar, it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost Snickers crash. Snickers has a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite mom moment? Ooh. <laughs> Adoption day. Oh, that's an awesome answer. Like I was going to say, oh, all these hunts, but like, no. Adoption day is the best day. Badass. Yeah. That is a cool answer. took our last name. Aw, yep. oh, super nice. Now everybody can cry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I was like, oh, that one hit deep right there. Uh, <laughs> ah, um, let's go to another heart, ad read. Heart, <laughs> heartstrings tugged. Ah. Beautiful answer. That beautiful answer. Okay. Well, Tana, thank you for coming in and, and talking with us. And anyone that wants to look into um, what you guys are doing at Tana Sue underscore fit at Bristol Bay Fitness as well. Um, check out the uh, Stuck in the Rut app for sure. Yep. And uh, what's uh, one thing you're looking forward to this year? Oh, man. One of my favorite things I'm working on, project that I'm working on, is doing some Alaska women's wilderness retreats out in the bush. So everyone's going to fly out to King Salmon and I'm going to take them in float planes and we're going to go out to a remote lake and we're going to do like a five day camping thing. I'm going to teach wilderness safety, bear safety, wilderness survival. We're going to do fly fishing. We're going to do a big hike to a waterfall. Um, we're going to like skin some stuff and learn how to put up furs. Like it's going to be, we're going to do some trapping. It's going to be like a full comprehensive, like hunting, trapping, survival, um, safety kind of thing, um, to teach these women to like be empowered to have confidence and know how to be self-reliant in the woods because after my bear experience i was like man like women need to know how to protect themselves yeah. women yeah. need to have the confidence to know like what happens when they end up in the woods and they need to start a fire and they might not have a lighter like how can they use some rocks or you know um and so one of my coaches actually her name's Lindsay persico and she was on the one of the alone shows like the oh yeah Oh. One of the spinoff of Alone the Beast, and she won this show, and so she's a survivalist. So she's going to be oh, up cool. here, like teaching us stuff. So yeah, it's going to be like a full thing. I'm super excited about this. The first year we're doing it, and we're completely sold out for this year, but we're going to be doing it next year as well. So wow. anybody that wants to like come out, fly out in the bush with other women, be empowered to learn this stuff on their own, like come because it's going to be a trip of a lifetime. And I've been like begging me to come. And I'm like, nope, no men allowed. <laughs> but they're begging Adam, Adam, will you do a retreat for men? I'm like, he's not going to do one. <laughs> do a but, bunch of egos. So if someone's looking I'm to sign stoked. up for next year, what, just go to your Instagram? 
Um, yeah, they can talk to me. I don't launch tickets usually till Black Friday. Okay. Mm. Uh, they have to wait. There you go. <laughs> Patience. Yeah. Patience. And then you got to like get on it right when it opens because they sell it quick. So. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, thank you, Good Tana. Fun. Thank you for sharing your stories and yep. thank you for um, sharing your experiences and your bear story and all the cool things you're doing in this Alaska lifestyle, you and your husband and fostering and adopting Alaskan kids. Yep. <laughs> um, and being an inspiration to all the other women that are listening. Um, we appreciate you and thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for making thanks. it in. Yep. You know, come a long way. Yeah. From King Salmon to Idaho it's and then through. Many miles to, from home. Yeah. It's, so It's good to be here. Thanks for taking the time. <laughs> yep. yep. Thank you guys. Alaska, yeah. stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit acminc.com today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com anchortown dogs located on fourth avenue across from the old fourth avenue theater look for the blue and gold umbrella from reindeer dogs to bomb euros they've got you covered anchortown dogs your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart 
Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details. Specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth. And it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they cannot do it. <laughs>